1: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills.
2: Oh, ho-ho! baby! What is
3: up? Buffalo Fanatics! c bot here with you, live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel, on a Thursday night! And that of course can only mean one thing it is the smoke break powered by bet us where the game begins receive a 125% sign up bonus in the link in the description below folks we are three short days away less than that even from divisional round football it's bills it's chiefs it's josh allen it's pat mahomes it's winner go home And this time around, it's in Buffalo. And we're breaking it all down tonight. The game of the weekend. Best football weekend of the year is the NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. And the Buffalo Bills just so happen to have the best game of them all. Sunday night, 6.30, to cap off the weekend. The three other fates will be known heading into that game. Potentially a Bills home AFC championship game on the line. Who knows? We'll talk about it all tonight. We'll talk about the injury list. We'll talk about predictions. We'll talk about matchups. We'll talk about everything to do with Bills Chiefs divisional round on Sunday. Great to have you in here tonight on the smoke break as we get ready to preview the game of the year. The rematch. The trilogy, if you will. Allen V. Mahomes part three. This time in a setting we have never seen these two face off in before. And that is in Orchard Park at the Ralph in front of fans. And I know for a fact that that stadium is going to be rocking in a way we haven't seen in some time. And that's saying something because that bad boy is always rocking. And I will be in there rocking with all of you who are attending. Just secured the tickets a couple of days ago, me and, Zbot Sr., a.k.a. Pete Bell, a.k.a. my dad. We will be up in that bitch, and I cannot wait. Wouldn't miss that baby for the world. I had to go and make sure I gave my buddy Patty Mahomes a warm welcome in person. Had to make sure my girl Taylor Swift is being looked after properly in Buffalo. Got to make sure she avoids the pit based on the rumors we've been hearing. Apparently, the pit is more appeased the more famous the person sacrificed
4: to it. Seen that TikTok going around? My sister-in-law thought it was real. Unbelievable. What has happened to our society? I do wonder if Taylor Swift will be in attendance. But I will be in attendance.
3: That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I don't know if she's going to make it out to Buffalo. I just saw a tweet from TMZ saying, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are approaching a... Tough part of their relationship, I think the quote was clicked on it. Top comment was, She's thinking about Josh Allen. Well, who isn't? I'm thinking about Josh Allen too. You want to know who else is thinking about Josh Allen? That's my main man, Reb. <laughs>
5: what
3: do you think about that? You think <laughs> he up, like, well, 17 on the brain?
5: <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you, hey, have you seen that meme <laughs> where, the guys are, where, the guy, where, where the guy's got the girl right and, and, uh, and he's walking by another chick and then he's like turning around? Oh, yeah, yeah, She's looking back at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who's got
3: try- Some, I, I wish I could plug his name right now. I follow him on Instagram. I don't know his name offhand. I'm upset. That dude is an incredible artist. If anybody knows the uh, the name of that guy, let me know in the comments. I forget. I follow him. I love his stuff. But he drew that, and it's killer. It's perfect. You can even buy, I think okay. you can buy a sweatshirt of it. I wanted to get one, but I didn't think it would be here. In oh, time. okay. Sweatshirts, though. That one's yeah. mint.
5: Look at that, baby. Hey, hey, well, hey, I appreciate it, man. You know, I I seen you in the background. I was like, yo, let me go and and drop my remember-who-we-have T back on here, baby. Is that straight from the BF shop? Yeah, yeah, straight from the shop, man, straight from the shop. See the BF on the bottom?
3: Oh, my God. All right, we've got a lot to get into tonight, Rev. This is the game. This is the game we've been waiting for for some time. It is the opportunity to exercise the demons of two years ago. As we look back and reflect on the last time the Bills played these Chiefs in the playoffs, was the 13-second moment. It's funny how we go into this game, and there's so many wrongs that can be righted. It's incredible, and that's just one of them. In fact, I haven't really thought about that element of it all that much. I've been thinking so much more about the ultimate goal at hand. But that, of course, is one wrinkle in, uh, in, in play here. It truly is the game of the weekend. All playoff games are great, but when you look across the landscape of the remaining four games, it's Bills, it's Chiefs, it's Mahomes, it's Allen, and I don't care who you're a fan of, this is the game of the weekend. You asked me a really interesting question earlier, and it was funny when you asked me because I had just got through. Mm-hmm. I was showering. Every time I'm showering, I got some random ass thing on my mind that I'm deep in thought out. And I was thinking yeah. about a couple. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about for some odd reason. I was thinking about where Allen is and where Mahomes is. And all week long, I'm you know, you got the TV on in the background and, and it's just the age old debate. Who do you trust mm-hmm. more? This weekend or whatever it's like, who the hell cares? They're both going to, they're both going to give you 110%. chance this game comes down to the last drive. So, you know, like, who do I trust more? Mm -hmm. Uh, I trust them both to give me a hell of a performance. We'll see what that winds up being the outcome. But I was thinking about the fact that it's at the point where it is those two guys and what this has become. This game has become the game. It is essentially the biggest game you can play, other than the Super Bowl, I think, in the playoffs. Bill's Chiefs. I don't know how it gets any bigger. Yeah. Saw a comment earlier today, say how each AFC game is almost like a mini Super Bowl. I kind of agree with that. These games are incredible. I mean, no matter who wins this one, you go on to play either Lamar or a, a CJ Stroud, who would a, at that point be on maybe the greatest rookie embarkment of all time. So either way, it's it's incredible. But I was mm-hmm. thinking about where those quarterbacks were at, and I got to thinking about you know, what would it be like to be a Dolphins fan in this moment right now, where it's just oh, your, your quarterback purgatory, and, and here we are. And then I got to thinking about the game itself. I don't know why the hell I was thinking about the Dolphins. I'm, I'm thinking about them mainly because I keep seeing so much stuff about Tua and that game the other day. And yeah. what really pissed me off, I was listening to Cowherd the other day, and Greg Olson was on there uh, saying, "You know, you can't pin it on Tua. It was an historically bad weather game." And I'm like, "What about the other ten games that it was the exact same similar exact yeah, right. same situation?" That he pissed that he that he completely blew. But whatever. So then I got to thinking about this game. So then I'm like, what am I thinking about? Why am I thinking about the freaking Dolphins? It's my damn Twitter feed, Rev. I can't get off that. <laughs> like, yeah. I get to it's thinking anywhere. about this. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Going into that uh, AFC East championship game there, I had so much Dolphin stuff on my feet, and now it's just lingering. But I'm yeah. thinking about this game, right? I'm thinking about Mahomes. I'm thinking about Allen. And then I start to wonder, how do I feel about this particular game? This is now mm-hmm. the third iteration of this game in the playoffs. This is now the sixth time these guys have gone up against one another, three and three, split down the middle. But the two most important games have gone in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm looking at where this Bills team is going into this game. I'm looking at what the Chiefs are going into this game, what they have been throughout the year. And I'm trying to decipher my nerve level for this. And I think it hit me the more I'm trying to figure out how nervous I am, the more I'm starting to realize maybe I'm not as nervous Mm -hmm. as I was before. And that rev in the moment. Made me nervous. So you asked me earlier, how nervous am I? I'm gonna start off with you. How nervous are yeah. you,
5: and why? Man, you know, um, and it's funny that you said that because I, I've been thinking the same thing like all week. Like as as soon as as soon as I found out that all right, the Bills are gonna be playing the Chiefs, um, it's been on my mind like the like constantly. And and I'm trying like this part of me that's just trying to like psych myself up for the game. And and you know, hey, there's there's no reason for me to be a, be nervous or. You know, and the Bills got this and this and that, and you know, and then I'm like, there's another side of me that's like, man, but it's the Chiefs and it's Kansas City, it's it's Mahomes, it's Reed, it's it's the playoffs, division around. and the other side is like, yeah, but they're playing in Buffalo, and and the Chiefs are not the same old Chiefs as they were before, but there's still that that little you know that voice in the back of your head that says, don't sleep. So like I've I've been vacillating, man, like like back and forth, back and forth, and and, and I I'm kind of like, I'm right in the middle, I'm right in yeah. the middle because. I'm I, I'm confident in the Bills to pull it off, but I'm not too confident to where I think that it's all oh, the Bills got it in the bag. You you know what I'm saying? Like no, it's, no But I felt like, but it, ref, it, it, I felt like that against the Steelers. That's the weird thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that was that was a weird matchup. That 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 was that was one right? of those one of those. Yeah, it almost kind of felt like a like a and I hate to use the word the phrase trap game but it almost felt like, like well, man the Bills could be looking past the chi- I mean sure. the, the the Steelers you know and so that that's kind of where my where my trepidation was with that game I didn't think that they were better than the Bills on paper no. but but the Chiefs I don't I still don't think that they're better than the Bills on paper but we haven't it's until until we slay that 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 giant we just don't know, and and it's in the playoffs. Like like, granted, yeah, the Bills have beaten them in the regular season, but they've never beaten them in the playoffs when it matters most. And so that's still in the back of my mind, no matter how much of a regression I think they the team may may, may be facing right now. Talking about the Chiefs, it's still in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, but it's the Chiefs and the Bills haven't beaten them in the playoffs. So that that's where the majority of my concern comes from. Then then the other part of it is, and I know this may seem kind of weird and 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 tinfoil hat you know, kind of thing is 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 when, when they announced the officiating crews. And I couldn't help but but you know, notice Sean Hockley, you know, being the official, the head official. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. We all know the track record with with him and and the Chiefs and you know, but but somebody shed light and they said, yeah, but he kind of favors the home team. So hopefully that, that that bodes well for us. But it's still you look at his his record with the Chiefs and it's 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 ridiculous. And so I'm like, oh man, like tell me, tell me the Bills are not gonna be having to face the Chiefs and Hockey League, you know, you know, I know it's kind of weird just to say that, but that almost kind of amped up my level of nervousness to the, to the game. So needless to say, I'm, 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 I'm back and forth, but I'm, I got, I'm pretty sure the closer we get to the game, the more nervous I'm going to be until oh, yeah. I see how the game flows, you know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm an emotional wreck the, the entire week, you know, to answer your question in, in a long about way. <laughs> I'm in a mixed bag right now when it comes to my
3: nerve level for this game. Here's why I am not nervous. The Kansas City Chiefs throughout the year have consistently shown that they are not nearly at the caliber in which they once were. The Kansas City Chiefs throughout the year on offense have had the same consistent problems that have plagued them all year long. And because of that, they have not nearly resembled the Chiefs team that we've come to know that we've come to fear as the almighty emperor of the sport. Now, with that said, they're still the Chiefs. They're still dangerous. They still can beat anybody on any given Sunday. But what they've shown this year more than ever before is that they can also lose on any given Sunday. They weren't really a team susceptible to bad losses in the past like they have been this year. And each and every week almost for these Chiefs, outside of a couple of outliers, which every team has, the identity has more or less been the same. And it's a team that offensively, truly struggles to put points on the board. The amount of games this season where they scored 20 or less is pretty wild. I mean, you go back to week one, 20 points, week two, 17, week four, 23, week five, 19. You got, you got nine in here. You got 21, 17, their highest point total of the year. I believe was 41 against the bears, 31 against the Raiders. So they had a couple of games where they would put the foot down, but there was only a couple of those. And look, I understand that blowing, it's not about style points, it's about winning. But this is a team throughout the year here that where we came to to assume every week the offense is what's going to be turning the dial for the Chiefs. It's really been the defense. The amount of games this season where they have those point totals I'm referring to and actually ended up winning because of their defense is pretty staggering. I mean, they didn't score a point against the Miami Dolphins in the second half early on in the season, that game in Germany, their defense stood tall in the second half. They yeah. end up winning that game. Uh, you know, they beat the Broncos scoring only 19 points. Defense only allows eight. Um, there's games littered of, uh, of that type of sentiment, that that type of game style throughout the season here. And I even go back to last week where, yeah, they won handily, but that was, that game was over before it started. There wasn't a shot in how I said it all week yeah. long. I had no trepidation putting my money where my mouth was on that game. It was all over the Dolphins, and rightfully so. There was never a chance in how the Dolphins are winning that game. It actually wound up being even worse than I thought. I thought at the very mm-hmm. least they make it somewhat competitive. competitive for a little yeah, while. Too. It wasn't at all. But, Rev, I know you watched it. The Chiefs could have easily scored 40-plus points in that game. They settled for four field goals uh, on drives where they got right down not, uh, either – on the cusp or inside the red zone, or even as far down as right near the goal line. And they would end Mm -hmm. up settling for less points. This is a team that defensively, as far as stopping the pass, getting to the quarterback, they're damn good. But offensively, it has been Mahomes and his ability each and every week to try and overcome the lack of talent around him. Now to their credit, they end up going 11 and six. They end up getting in. And they win last week pretty handily. But the reason I go, I go back to my confidence level being at where it's at, this is a Chiefs team at this given moment going into this game that is as susceptible to losing a game like this as they have been since the Bills-Chiefs rivalry really started to take form. Mm-hmm. So because
4: of that, you're confident. But it's almost a double-edged sword
3: for the exact same reason. These Chiefs are as vulnerable to getting bounced this coming week as they've ever been. Mm -hmm. That's what makes this game so much more nerve-wracking because all of the pressure is on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills this coming week. If they don't get it done this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs, let me know when they're going to get it done. This is the weakest Chiefs team of the the two prior that they face in the playoffs. This is the first time in six matchups that the game is in Buffalo in front of fans. The first of three playoff matchups that is in Buffalo. The bills are riding a six game win streak on fire, playing pretty much playoff football for a month and a half and getting out alive in every game. They have the momentum. Everything's backing the bills in this. Meanwhile, with the chiefs, they're in a spot where they're the most likely to screw up that they've been in a long time. So. You're confident in the Bills' ability to get it done because of those reasons. But, Rev, the thought of them not getting it done because of those reasons, the thought of them not getting it done this coming weekend, not only does it make you sick the season ends that way mm, against man. these same Chiefs again for a third season, but it makes you sick knowing you couldn't pull it off in the moment where it seemed like it was set up best for you to do so. And as you look forward, you wonder, if we couldn't do it then, when are we going to be able to do it? So I ask you this, I I think going into this weekend, Rev, the Buffalo Bills have the most pressure on them than any other team in the NFL. I would, I would listen to an argument from Baltimore Ravens side of things. I would listen to an argument from the San Francisco 49ers side of things. I think the rest of these teams are playing with house money. Uh, I think the Ravens and the Bills currently probably have the most pressure on them and it's mainly due to their two quarterbacks. Lamar's about to win his second MVP. We know that he lacks the resume in the playoffs. And then, of course, Josh Allen, this is now the third crack at trying to knock off Mahomes, hasn't been able to do so the two other games. It's really tough to say, oh, Josh Allen couldn't do it when he certainly did do it in the 13-second game, and it didn't result in a victory. But nobody looks at it like that. Nobody talks about it like that. It's an unfortunate reality, but the reality nonetheless. The pressure... Is on those two teams. But I would say the pressure is even more so on the Bills because it has felt as though they have been the Super Bowl darling longer than the Ravens have. And this is their best chance to do it. I think they have the most pressure on them this week. I think Josh Allen might be the single most player or the single uh, player in this coming weekend that has the most pressure on him. How do you mm-hmm. see it? What do you think when it comes to that storyline? Are the Bills the team this weekend with the most approved, the most pressure on their shoulders?
5: yeah um you know I, I can see it both ways. um I definitely can see where you're coming from as far as the bills having having the most pressure on them because um uh, this is the this is the weakest chiefs team that we've seen in in, in a number of years, and, and this is the most i, I would well let, let me let me say it like this. this is the most vulnerable chiefs team I'll say it like that that we've seen in years. Um, and so it goes to what you said. if the bills don't beat them now at this vulnerable state, when will they beat them? And so I agree 100%. But just to play a devil's advocate, you know, um, I mean, there could be an argument that there's a lot of pressure on the Chiefs, too, considering now this is the first time that Patrick Mahomes, in his his tenure, um, has played a playoff game on the road. And so now he's having to take his team into Buffalo on the road and prove that they're not just a home team playoff uh, football team, that they can actually take this show on the road in the playoffs in a hostile environment like the Buffalo Bills, who've beaten them before granted in the regular season and on paper has a better team. And so now they have pressure on them to prove that, Oh, well, you know what? The only reason why the Chiefs have been so good is because they've had the one seed and they've had their home field advantage. But the minute they finally get on the road in a hostile environment in Buffalo against amongst those fans, they can't get it done. And so there's an argument. I, I, I can see an argument on, on both sides of the ball, you know, where, where pressure is basically on both of them, which is going to make out for an incredible game, uh, which why I agree with you about the fact that this is going to be one of the best games um, of the playoffs because of that fact you're going to have, you're going to, you're probably going to get the best out of both of guys. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, it's going to be one of those incredible games again, um, where they're both going to put their best foot forward, at least try to outperform the other in this game. And so, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be incredible to see. Um, but no doubt pressures on both teams, um, in my opinion. Now, uh, for me as a Bills fan, Josh has to get it done. He has to he has to get it done because you have to believe that there's not gonna be another time where the Chiefs are this vulnerable. Granted, you look at you look at Travis Kelsey and say he's getting older. Um, how much longer will he play? But you have to also believe that in this offseason, they're going to address the wide receiver position, you know, the Chiefs I'm talking about, and they're going to get better at that position. So next year, they're going to be stronger, assumedly so, right? I mean, you would assume so. So the Bills have to get it done right now. Like, this is the time, this is the window in which they have to get it done, um, and the Bills have a ton of pressure to do that. So, so I mean, it's a toss-up, man. It's a toss-up, but, but as a Bills fan, I definitely think there's a ton of pressure on Josh Allen to get it done.
3: I understand what you're saying about pressure being on the chiefs for going and playing in one singular road playoff game and losing. But I also think it would be a real low shallow, uh, you know, morning show on whatever network type take to come on and say, look at my Couldn't do it on the road. When he gets to go home to two MVPs, two Super Bowls, and can rest on that. And if you retire mm-hmm. tomorrow, probably still gets into the hall of fame. If Josh yeah. Allen loses this game, he goes home oh, you know, with nothing, with nothing. That's the biggest difference to me. I think the chiefs are playing with house money for, I, I, I'd almost give them three years here. If the chiefs go and lose in the divisional three consecutive years, as a fan of a, of the chiefs, if I'm them, I would look at that and say, man, you know, not ideal, but I also was just given, you know, two of the best years of my life as a fan, not all that long ago, we made what four consecutive AFC titles uh, in that time span, it was nothing but dominant football throughout. Mm-hmm. The Bills lose this game. You go home once again with an early exit. You have now one AFC championship to show for Josh Allen's young career here, a blowout loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And really the only thing you have to represent what they've been with Josh Allen is four AFC East titles, which is no, you know, th- that's n- nothing to shake a, a, a stick at. I mean, it's not- nothing to... Overlook. I think it's incredible. The Bills didn't win jack diddly shit when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I'll take four consecutive AFCs titles all day long. But we all know it's gotten to the point where it's become almost customary at this at this given time to take the yeah. AFC title, AFCs title, and ride that into the into the playoffs. I, I I frankly don't really care anymore about that uh accomplishment when it when it really has become the identity of this team. And then beyond that. There's nothing else. Uh, You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won the AFC or their their division title. You know what I mean? It's not like it's the same. They they backed into it nine and eight, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still the same accomplishment. There's eight teams that win their division every year. There's one team that wins the whole thing. And we all understand only one team out of 32 can go home at the end of the year, smiling from ear to ear with their head Mm -hmm. up high. We get that. But you got to remember, they haven't even been there. And they've only made it to one AFC championship thus far, and they got the doors blown off of them. This, When it comes to the pressure, it, to me, it's, it, it's night and day comparison between them and just about anybody else because of all of those yeah. reasons. And it's also seemingly the most wide-open year I can remember where every single team remaining and every single team that was in the dance is beatable. At any given moment, they can beat you. At any given moment, they can be beaten. I mean, how many teams did you hear were going to win the Super Bowl that just got bounced last week? The Dolphins, the Eagles, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys, right? They got trounced. So it's wide open. This game to me is the biggest. I think you could even go into the AFC Championship. And if you lost to Lamar Jackson, hey, tip of the cap, they were the best team in the NFL this year. You lose to Mahomes. A third time in the playoffs, you don't reach the AFC championship again. A lot on the line here, but I'll say this, Rev. It might seem mm. like I'm saying all this and, oh, look out, you know, a lot coming. There's been a lot on the line for two months. Everything's been on the line. The ability yeah. to even play this game was on the line for two months. And it was, you know, you place the bet, you win. You take your winnings, but you got to re-bet it. The Bills have been rebetting for two months. And they've been hitting right. blackjack every week. That's not an yeah. easy thing to do, Rev. And they've been no, doing this for a long time. So I understand all the pressures on, like yeah. on their, like I've been saying, and I full heartedly agree, uh, heartedly believe that. But these bills have been battling with pressure for two months, Rev, and they have overcome it at every turn.
5: Yeah, and that—that's what I'm glad you brought that up because it almost makes me wonder. Well, how much more left do they have in the tank? You know. Um Rico brought that up and he was talking about it on his show too. But like he just posed the question how, how how much longer can a team um keep up that level of play for performance? I mean, they they have had their backs against the wall, you know, for a couple of months, and they've had it just, just, just gritted out and and every week was a must-win game just to get into the playoffs. And now that, that they're in there, they have to win four games to achieve their goal, four more. Um, And so it's like, man, how much more can they pull out? How much more can they pull out? I mean, this is, and and it's only going to get increasingly more difficult, right? And so we're in the divisional round against a divisional round foe in the Chiefs, who've had their number the past couple of years or or three years or so. I mean, you know, yeah, the last two or two years. And it's like, man, the Bills get. Let's just hypothetically say this. I mean, the Bills win, man. They get over that one, and let's just say. The Ravens, who are probably who are going to be the favorite, let's say they win. Now the Bills got to travel to Baltimore against that that type of a team, you know, one of the be- the best team in the NFL, and they have to gut that one out too. It's like, man, like how much more do they have left in the tank? I hope they have deep, you know, a deep reserve because they're going to need to pull out every last ounce of strength or whatever that they have to pull this out. So they they have a lot of pressure on them. But they have to continue to do it and and just just dig and scratch and claw and pull to get this thing out, man. Because nobody at the end of the at the end of the day, if they lose, no, nobody's gonna 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 look at the bills and, and give them any credit for what they did. Nobody's really gonna say, uh, you know, look at the excuses or, or you know say you know look at the, the injuries that, that they that they you know had to overcome and all, nobody's gonna care about any of that stuff. It's gonna go back to what you said, Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills could not get it done in the playoffs again against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. How you know will they ever get it done? Is is their window closed for sure? I mean, yeah, they may be a playoff team, but is there a Super Bowl window closed? How much long, you know? And so it, they, it's a ton. It's a ton of pressure, man. It's a ton of pressure. But it it just it just goes back down to it like like they have to get it done. They they have to do it. Um, and we're we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what this team is made of. Um, Come Sunday, and uh, I really can't wait for it.
3: I'm not worried about gas being left in the tank. And the reason why is because they mm-hmm. have yet to show any leakage in the gas tank. Last year, they were running on empty <laughs> almost the entirety of December, and then certainly in January. There was a gas leak about three-quarters of the way into the season last year, and it never got patched up. And even though they were winning games, they were never winning them convincingly, and they were never winning them in a way that you felt confident that they could sustain uh, their winning ways, the way that they were playing. And they mm-hmm. stumble into the playoffs despite th- being thirteen and three. I know people hear that and they say, "Oh, how can you say that they were thirteen and three? Well, you remember what well, last year right. was. I mean, it was it was a year towards the end where it just felt like everything was a struggle for this team, and they were somehow still winning games. It was different last year. It felt like they had the bulk of their tougher opponents more towards the beginning. And then at the latter half, they were able to lighten up a bit and they were able to get out alive, um, you know, compared to this year where it felt like there was tougher opponents at the end. And that's what made this run so much more uh, impressive. They beat four mm-hmm. playoff teams in these last six straight wins, which, you know, I mean, that's uh, the, the, I think Miami, the Tua a has, has won the win over a playoff team in, in two years, something like that. I mean, the they, bills just rattled off yeah. four in six weeks here. Not an easy task. So to me, they haven't really shown any signs of them coming to a halt anytime soon or slowing down. If anything, it looked like last week, they picked it up a bit. That was the fastest they've started in a Mm -hmm. while here. Now, as we know, the bills will always find a way to uh, take a fast start and somehow pump the brakes a little bit and make it a bit of a, a bit of a anxiety attack for at least a little while. You can't watch a bills game other than the the Cowboys game. I don't know what that was. That was from an alternate reality, but the bills will always find a way to uh, make it interesting no matter who they're playing. But going into this week to your point as well, about having the energy and whatnot, I, I can't think of a moment where you'd be more energized Because you're going into this game knowing who it's against, knowing what they've done to you, knowing what it would mean to get over that, but also knowing you're doing it in front of your home crowd. Everybody's talking about the Chiefs perhaps having a rested. Well, not perhaps. It's it's a fact. not how much it factors in is to, you know, that that's. I don't even think you can quantify it. But the Chiefs do have a rest advantage this coming week. The Bills game this past week it's moved to Monday. The Chiefs played on Saturday night. But what I think offsets that rev is the ability to play this game at home. You could say that the, any team at home would have an advantage. I think this is even more of an advantage, and it's not just because we're insane fans and the place is going to be crazy. It's because the Bills have yet to have this asset on their side, and I think that that means something, not just because you're hearing it and you're seeing it in the moment, but I think the Bills know going into this game that we do have that ally that we haven't had yet, and we got to make sure we deliver in mm-hmm. front of that for that. I think that that means something. Yeah. I know that sometimes that can be a little bit overblown, but I genuinely do think that there are certain teams that do have an advantage when they are at home. Not everybody, not every team has that. The Bills are certainly one of those teams that have that advantage. And the fact that they've mm-hmm. played this game five times of the six matchups against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and the one time they played them in Buffalo was during COVID, it, it, it's insane how we've never had Mahomes in the building. So they know that all of the fans know that I just yeah. feel like if anything, Rev, it's not a lack of energy. There might be an energy boost going into this game just because of mm. all, all that's on the line here.
5: Yeah. Uh, I I can see that. I mean, I've, I've seen them, I've seen the bills playing what, with, what seems like um, added motivation, which has really driven them. You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, they, they play and they perform better when their backs are against the wall. And they know that, you know, it's, it's, it's do or die time you know and and this team we've seen it for what now what three years you know in in a row i mean 2020 team i think they won like eight straight you know to close out the year and went all the way to the to the to the champ to the conference game and lost uh 21 yep. they won five, five i think it was five games to close out the year uh, no four games to close out the regular season the fifth game was that was a playoff game and they lost in, in you know the division round and this year they they close out the regular season winning five regular season games straight you know, and then there's six. You know, uh, last week against, uh, I mean, in, you know, in the playoffs, and so it's it's like this team is built to go on runs, and it's like they they understand what it takes, and once they once they get a taste of 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 blood, you know, so to speak, um, man, they they're hungry for it, and and that's 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 the uh, that's what I like about this team the most. As you can see the hunger, you can sense the hunger, um, and they they know that there's work that has. That's that's undone, and um, they're extremely focused. And and I, I think when I when I when I go back and and figure out, okay, well, what what really sparked this team uh, to really uh, get them going, low, you know, like they've been going right here. I, I have to go back to when their backs are against the wall, six and six, you know, and coming out off, off of that Denver Broncos game uh, loss, and and Ken Dorsey gets fired, and then here comes Joe Brady and, and the Tyler Dunn hit piece and all that kind of stuff. I think that really sparked a tremendous fire in this team. And that fire is still being lit. It's it. Um, you know, I, I like what you said. Like you haven't seen any gas leaks out of this team so far, and and I haven't seen any yet either. Um, and an encouraging thing was last week. You know, granted, people will say, well, that was that was against the Steelers, and you know, we know what the Steelers were. I mean, yeah, whatever, I get it. But it's still playoffs. Um, I mean, you know, you could say the same thing about the Cowboys and going up against the uh, the, the Green Bay Packers. Nobody thought thought that was gonna happen, but it did. And so anything can happen in the playoffs. But the Bills. To yeah. that point, I just want to say real yeah. quick: how
3: many games have the Bills played similar to the Steelers, where they were double-digit favorites and whatever, and they don't win the way that they did? They don't win by two scores yeah. and have the game yeah. in hand. It's happened all throughout the year, so that's a great point because yeah. they
5: did that when it mattered the most last week. When it ma- yeah, absolutely when it matters the most, and and that's 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 the makeup of this team, and so like. Going into this week, you 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 can look at this at this at this matchup and and the history and all that kind of stuff. And and even though even though I'm 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 nervous just because we haven't done it yet, um, I'm still confident in this team because they haven't shown any drop-off yet. You know, they haven't like uh, what you mentioned was a great point about about last year and how how fluky, you know, that season kind of was. You know, when they when they finished, even though they finished 13 and three, we know that it was difficult every single week just to scrape out a win probably like after probably I think the the bye week it, it was it the was game it was sunday night I don't packers know why I that,
3: that's what it was yeah. it just never felt the same halftime it Packers so game weird. yes halftime I packers don't game. Know yep. what the hell happened I don't yep yep you want to you know what know, that ref. reminds me a lot of Rev you want to know that? what that reminds me a lot of the twenty twenty three Kansas city Chiefs it's eerily similar oh. they're a team hmm. Every given week, nothing feels easy. They're a team that all of a sudden, Mm. what the hell? We just lost to the Raiders at home on Christmas, and Aiden O'Connell went nine of 21 for 62 yards. That, wow. If I showed you, I like that. If if I showed you the box score, and I never told you the final score, and I said the Bills just or the, the Chiefs just played the Raiders. And Aiden O'Connell played the whole game for the Raiders at quarterback, and he went 9 to 21 for 62 yards. What do you think? What, what would your score prediction have been if I told you that? The Chiefs, Chiefs 35 blowout. to three. 34 Yeah. 10 at the, at the most. Yeah, big time blowout. They lost. <laughs> this team <laughs> is eerily similar to that of the Bills. And you want to know what's even crazier? They both beat the Dolphins at home mm. in the wild card. And they had to host a big rival the following week in the cold and shit happened. It's weird how that feels similar. Mm. I've watched just about every snap of the Kansas city chiefs this year. And I was talking with Dan Mitchell earlier, Kevin, Masari, we were talking about the chiefs and I made the comparison to the new England Patriots. And we've had this talk before where after the departure of Tom Brady, you were so conditioned to the dominance of the New England Patriots. You were so conditioned to the New England Patriots having their way with the Buffalo Bills that you could not wrap your mind around the fact that that was done. It was over. Mm. And not only that, but the Bills are the far superior team now. You couldn't yeah. f- you couldn't fathom it. And every time the Bills would continue to play the, the, the Patriots, I remember back in the Cam Newton days, you were still... Nervous as hell.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it
3: wasn't until they beat the hell out of them in the wild card that those demons were entirely exercised and it was never the same since. And it's just felt like night and day. I've been I've been bringing up this point because I find it similar to what I've seen for the chief from the chiefs in this one singular year. Now, it's it's vastly different when you look at the grand scheme of it, because you're talking about a a 25 year reign of a division, frankly, of a Mm -hmm. league, but certainly over the Buffalo Bills. But the reason I bring this up is because we kept waiting for the Patriots to be the Patriots again. And we couldn't believe it, you know, when it never came back around. And then all of a sudden, it just completely imploded. I'm not expecting implosion from the Chiefs. But what I'm getting at is all year long, we've been waiting for the Chiefs. We've been waiting for for Kelsey to be the best player in the league again. We've been waiting for Mahomes to score 30-plus points routinely. We've been waiting for this offense to start dominating again. And they yeah. have not done it. We've been waiting week after week after week, and it hasn't happened. I keep fearing Rev that Andy Reid and Mahomes they got something this coming week that we haven't seen. They're going to flip a switch and they're going to pull tricks out of the bag and they're going to be the old Chiefs. But then I got to stop and say, listen, you're letting your paranoia get in, in your head because if they could have flipped the switch right now, don't you they think they would have done it? Because they lost yeah. to Aiden O'Connell, who at nine to twenty one. On Christmas Day, with the highest viewed game of the day, the ratings were off the charts Christmas Day, and they lost that game. You don't think they were going to flip a switch then if they could have? So it leads me to think, I don't know if they can. So it's one more reason you add to the list of the Bills have got to get it done this weekend because the Chiefs have not proven, frankly, all year long, that Mm -hmm. they are a superior team to the Buffalo Bills. They haven't. And I agree with you. It, it all just lines up for the Bills taking. And if they don't take it, it would it, it, it's just sickening. It's sickening.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah. I, I, the Bills the Bills have to win it in order in, in order to get that monkey off of their off of their backs. They have to win it. And then once they do it, I, I think it could be one of those like you had mentioned, one of those things where all right, it's 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 done, it's it's over with now, we got it done. And the Bills now kind of usurp their their dominance, you know, so to so to speak, uh, when it comes to the playoffs and 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 the whole, you know, aura surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs. I I think that the Bills are more than capable of doing it. And but and and you're so right, though, it's like there's something in the back of our minds that just won't let us get past it, you know, because we're like, yeah, but that's Pat Mahomes, man, and that's that's Andy right. Reid, and that's that's Travis Kelsey, and and it, But they haven't shown it all year long. the The only thing I would say that they have shown is that they've had they've shown a propensity to still find a way to win, even though it hasn't been the way in which they've done before, which in a dominant fashion, you know. And you can chalk it up to a, to a number of factors, you know, namely the offensive side of the ball. But they 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 still found a way to win and they're winning differently which is not necessarily on the on the arm of of of, of Pat Mahomes but it's now is it's 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 on the defensive side of the ball now the defense has has caught up and they're kind of carrying the team now where they're only like like averaging or allowing like like 16 points per game this season and so the defense now is is, is what keeps this team that's kind of anemic offensively in these games and their coaching and their 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 they're, uh their, 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 uh, uh, their experience is what allows them to, to kind of win these close games and, and teams kind of poo-poo on themselves when the games are close. And you're like, dang, man, if you didn't make that mistake, you had the game in the bag, but you allowed it. – and it could be the teams are kind of like – they got that in the back of their head too, like, oh, man, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to come back, you know, whatever. I, I hope that the Bills Sunday, starting with Sean McDermott, this, I think this is where it starts. It has to start with him. And the way he sets the tone really all week with the team um, that he doesn't get in there and get nervous himself going up against, you know, Andy Reid and and, and what they've done to them in the playoffs. I, I hope they go in there understanding that they are the better team and they can no doubt beat this team at home. And, and and silence all of the all the critics and all the doubters and all that kind of stuff. I hope they go in there and they 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 coach aggressively and they play aggressively with that mindset because I think if they do, but and I, I'm gonna I may go out on a limb here um when I just talked about the defense of the Chiefs, but I think if the Bills can go out there with that mindset and continue to play as they have been playing, especially on offense, they have the ability to really make it look bad. You know what I mean? Like, like if if they can if 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 they're on all of the cylinders, if they're, if they're playing, you know, Josh is at at his best and they go out there, I think the bills can not only escape with a win. I think they can blow it out to a two, to a double digit win, you know? Uh, But it just depends upon how the game script goes and, and, and just the way coaches is is coaching his game. But, you know, um, I don't even know, man. I think I kind of lost. <laughs> I kind of was just, just rambling and, you know, and, and, and a whole bunch of different thoughts because I'm with you on that, man. Like, I'm like, we have to exercise that. Like, I know it's a cheese, but dadgum, I mean, they're, Grant, they're not the same team. But until we beat them, you know, we have to get it done, you know, and it goes back to just, just You're like not that. Just the like the only that one game. that. You're not the only one that's thought that
3: I can't get there. My mind will not allow me to get there. I would love to get there in reality. That would be the best. I would love every second of it. <laughs> if that, if that <laughs> end of happening. I can't get there. I just can't envision this game not coming down to the final minute because it just feels like that's what it's destined to be every time. One more thing I'm I want to add right to this there. list as far as advantage bills, as far as has to be this year, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier. This team is what seven and one under Joe Brady, six and one, seven and one. I think it's seven and one, seven and one, seven and one. I think yeah, with Joe Brady should be eight and zero. Oh. Had a three point lead in, in overtime, sixty yard mm-hmm. field goal from the, the Eagles, and all of a sudden like that, yeah, the, Eagles, the Eagles wound up being the worst team in football. I don't know what the hell happened. They couldn't have started that a week earlier. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm. Whatever. Right.
4: You have the firing of Ken Dorsey.
3: Not a common occurrence to be firing coaches mid-season, especially teams that are in playing in the divisional round of the playoffs. Don't see mm-hmm. that all that often. Usually see that from the teams that are currently right now looking at their draft board. You do
4: that. You then get out of the clear blue sky,
3: out of nowhere, just popped up one day, an article. 20,000 words filled with nothing but questions and criticism of your head coach, not only his Mm -hmm. coaching style, his character, who he is as a man, the way he runs this organization, the way he treats people, essentially putting out on display in front of everybody, the things that Sean McDermott probably, you know, in his mind would be sick to know people think about him or say about Mm -hmm. him. That's on display. Those just don't pop up every year, Rev. You don't just get those weird advantages every year. The firing Mm -hmm. work. They don't always work. You make a move at the OC. You go seven and one. You've fixed all of the little things that somehow Ken Dorsey could not figure out were blatant common sense. You start running the ball. You start letting Josh Allen do whatever the hell he wants in pursuit of a victory. You start maintaining possession. You start really dominating the uh, the momentum of each football game by setting the tone offensively and being mm-hmm. able to dictate the way the game goes through that. If you look at the most recent performances for these Bills, almost every one of them has an advantage in possession time towards these Buffalo Bills. There's been so many little things that have changed that have been beneficial to them. You also have Sean McDermott post-article, I think, coaching the best football of his career. I don't think I could... Truly point out one what the hell moment from him the last month and a half, other than potentially sending Tyler Bass out for that field goal before the half last week. I did not like that move. Yeah, it felt a bit greedy to yep. me. It felt unnecessary to me. And when Jay Feely came on, one of you know, former unbelievable kicker when we were when I was growing up, and he comes on and say they were struggling all pregame kicking this way. I knew for a mm-hmm. one million percent fact he was gonna miss it. I didn't know they were going to block it all the way down block to the it, opposite. Right. Heads up. And it completely yeah. flipped the game. That was the one thing I swear, Rev over the last month and a half that really sticks out to me is what the hell are you doing McDermott? I can name you three yeah. or four teams at the least that I've seen him do and go, wow, who is this Sean McDermott? What is this? This is unbelievable. Going mm-hmm. for it on your own side of the field early in the game on fourth down, really whenever having the trust in Josh Allen to do it. Taking a banged up defense, when I say banged up, I don't even know if that's the right word because not mm-hmm. only is it banged up, but it's different guys banged up every week. You got this guy coming back, this guy leaving. It is literally a chess board, and Sean McDermott has been playing masterful level. I mean, l- literally, w- w- the Queens Gambit level chess with that board yeah, over yeah. the last month and a half, really all season long. But there's been something different about him. There's been something different about this offense. There's been something different about this team. And it all came around the same time. And it all came from outside factors or factors that are not routine amongst a football organization. And it all collectively worked in the Bills' favor. What I'm getting at, Rev, that stuff doesn't happen every season. In fact, mm-hmm. last year, you could argue it was the opposite. You got Damar Hamlin going down. You have the mass shooting yeah. in Buffalo. You have the weather game where you have to relocate to Detroit. You had all these little things. And maybe at the time, they didn't, well, no, I don't want to say at the time, it didn't seem significant. But you know what I mean? Like they were obviously You're right, Gary, I get you. about the way they impact a football team. You might be able to look at it and say, well, they're still going to go out there and play. But you have no idea what that's doing to a team in a locker room. And that goes both ways, though, Rev is what I'm getting at. Yeah. We don't know how much the DeMar Hamlin situation weighed on these guys. We don't know how much the, the sorrow and the, and the tragedy surrounding Buffalo weighed on these guys. We also don't know how much that article fueled these guys. We don't know how much the change at OC mm. inspired these guys to kick it in gear. They got that Man. on their side right now, Rev. That's another thing you add to the list to say, why not these bills this year? They got so many things right now on that list, Rev clicking their way it's in front of them on Sunday and that's the the next hurdle they've had six consecutive hurdles leaped can they leap the biggest one of them all so far this week and really take all of these elements that have been boiling together and build yeah. this into something special they've been doing it so far can they Ooh. keep it going
5: man that's a fantastic point though by because when you go back and, and you look at these circumstances that that, that have that have occurred in, in and the Bills have been faced with, you would have thought that last year would have been the year in which they galvanized together and, 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 you know, took all of the emotions of, of right. the adversity that they went through and, and won it all because of what they went through, but it didn't work. Did the opposite. Um, it, it, yeah, did the opposite. They, they were emotionally spent and emotionally drained. We heard players saying that after the, after the Bengals game this year, though, so far since that Tyler Dunn article, it's like, man, it's like they got pissed. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, they've been playing pissed off. Completely different. Sean McDermott flipped the switch on how he coaches because even this year, before then, he was kind of coaching conservatively at, t- at times and still making some, some boneheaded decisions. But after that came out, man, he started coaching differently, more aggressive. Um, you didn't see that conservative mindedness towards the end of the games. And, and, and you saw the players step up um, more than ever. And and that was a key factor to me because I think even Rico had mentioned it. Um, once they, once that hit piece came out and they got Joe Brady and whatnot, I, I think he had mentioned like, we'll see if this team um, backs their coach first game out of the gate. Right. I mean, if, if 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 you know after after all of this happens and 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 they play poorly and they 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 show signs of giving up on their coach, then you know that the locker room is doing like that. He's lost the locker room. They did the exact opposite, and we saw after that game and how Sean McDermott was out there. You know he had his little you know post game speech, and players interrupted him and say, "We got your back, coach. We got your back." And then Brandon Bean came along and said, "Man, we got this man's back." And and that just that 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 did something to that team. That brought them together and binded them together and 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 it's made them a tougher team a m- a more resilient team um playing together even though they have all of these 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 uh these these tribulations these trials that they're that they're facing right now you look at the injuries on the defense and et cetera et cetera they're still finding a way to win and they're not allowing that to 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 take them over or to be overtaken by it. This is a different team right now. I mean, we we've seen it. I mean, since since that happened, they have been on a tear. And though there has been a couple of weeks in which they have looked, you know, kind of susceptible, like on offense, we when we look at, look at the Chargers game and then going and then and then that, that that Patriots game. Um, since then though, they they have been playing on fire, and that's different. I, I can't. It's hard to quantify. You can't. You can't see it on the stat sheet. You just know that. When you look in their eyes and you look at what they, how they play, it's completely different than times past. And that's what I hang my hat on, But is, is, is that right there. It, it may be ugly at the end of the day, but I have full confidence that this team is going to pull it out because of how they've been playing. And they've been playing like they've got an incredible boulder on their shoulder and they, they have something to prove. And it's like, and we're going to prove to the world that this coach, Sean McDermott, is that coach. And he's not who... Tyler Dunn said he was, and and he's not who these haters are saying he is. And we're gonna win, a, we're gonna win it all for him, and for the city of Buffalo and Bills Mafia all across the world. And they're playing with that tenacity, and that is what makes them dangerous right now. You brought up sticking
3: up for Coach after the game. I won't yeah. forget at that locker room when they won, uh, and and they were just going nuts. Bean came up said, "We got your back." That that was killer. That was just killer. Yeah, man, I loved it. I was listening to something recently, a show I forget I believe it was Mark Sanchez on the herd. and they were talking about McDermott and the bills. And he had said that when it came to this bill's team in that particular uh, circumstance surrounding McDermott, I forget his exact verbiage talking about this situation, but essentially what he was getting at was that you knew immediately, you would know immediately whether or not there was an actual problem if the leaks continued to come and there were more and more little Mm. tidbits about McDermott escaping the locker room, right? So-and-so says this anonymously. So-and-so says this and gives it to the media. It was actually the complete opposite. What ended up happening was the complete opposite. There wasn't any more... Uh, There was no desire amongst anybody in that locker room to go forward with the, with the um, issues being portrayed about McDermott. In fact, it was, it was a uniting uh, element for this team that brought them together to stick up for the coach and then brought them together to play their best ball. So I thought that was uh, incredibly telling of not only who this team has been and who they currently are, but I thought it was incredibly telling about what the real Sean McDermott is. I understand that some of that stuff in there, I never questioned the validity of it, but mm. I did scratch my head and wonder what, who said it and what the motive was behind saying it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know if anybody does know that. And I'm not saying some of that stuff in there, you know, it might not be things that need to be solved in the future, whatever else. But if it was truly that detriment to this team, the way he was as a coach, as a man, whatever, don't you think mm-hmm. it would have done the opposite of what it's done? And that's oh, yeah. why this is so insane to yeah. me, the way that it all happened. Because if you remember in the moment, Revan, we were victims of this. And I, 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 I don't regret anything sure. I said either. Because today, I still feel the way today as I felt back then. Where we, I never came out and said, we got to fire Sean McDermott. But I said, I understand the sentiment surrounding it. Because of all these things at hand, where they were sitting currently at the time, the way the team looked, now all this stuff's coming out. You look forward and you wonder what this team's going to be in the future if they continue to go in this direction. He answered every single call. And back then, we were all having conversations about Sean McDermott's future in Buffalo. But I can sit here right now just based on this sample size. And I I could not be happier for that dude. I also could not be more stoked that he's the coach of the Buffalo Bills right now. Because I don't think anybody faced with adversity like that can get through it and get through it as successfully as they just did if they aren't one hell of a coach and they haven't built one hell of a team. And that's exactly what they've done. And it's impressive. And it's one more thing I think you add, uh, Rev, to the list for these Buffalo Bills that makes you think it could be the year. It could be the added motivation to help get over the hump and make it the year. Will it be the year? We will find yeah. out on Sunday. Yeah, and what we'll will help us on Sunday, Rev, would be the uh. healthier Buffalo Bills football team. The Buffalo Bills have been dealing with injuries all year long. We know that. The Bills have been dealing with a ton of star players going in and out of the lineup. Of course, losing Tredavious White and Matt Milano earlier in the year. The defense, much more than the offense, has dealt with injuries all season long. And it feels like every week it's a carousel of guys coming in, coming out rotating players here, rotating players there, bringing guys off the street. And somehow, Rev, Sean McDermott and this Buffalo Bills defensive unit have found a way to maintain one of the best defenses in the league throughout this entire period. But they could be facing Mm -hmm. one of their tougher battles this coming week, because not only are they going up against those Kansas City Chiefs, but they're doing it with an injury list that is about as long as it's been all season. So we have to dive into that list and find out who's going to be healthy, who isn't, and how that might impact the game. And the only way we can do that, Rev, is if we bring on the one and only, the Thigh Doc. And I can only do that without a proper intro. And here it is. (laughs) Fresh off a of winning seven uh, Golden Globes for that it. piece of incredible artwork last week. Here comes the thigh doc to talk injury list with us. Thigh doc, brother.
1: What's boy. up, boys? What's happening? What's going on, oh, man?
3: you get the kid down? He's down. What'd you read him? Did you read him the greatest story <laughs> ever told? A
1: Buffalo Bill story? <laughs> Did you want to hear something funny? You want to know what I told him tonight? What'd you tell him? So uh, I usually read him a book, and then, uh, and then he wants like a story so i uh, i told him i don't know if you guys heard of skibbity toilet this little phenomenon show on youtube that uh kids are watching
3: no but Never. i've heard about the youtube and the kids and how unbelievable the, the these people yeah. are out there they just leave the kids in front of the tv walk away
1: they don't watch shows anymore they watch these things so there's this thing yeah. called skip skibbity toilets absolutely it's hilarious and disgusting at the same time it's basically like <laughs> These men who look like they're in suits with TV heads and they're fighting these toilets where heads come out of them. So I told them the Taylor Swift story where Taylor Swift is like the new Titan toilet and how we fused a TV man with Josh Allen and this TNT football took her out. So, uh, yeah, I'm in full swing ready for the game.
3: How the hell did he go to sleep after that? I figured he'd be running around trying to go through a through a wall after hearing a yeah, story like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: he was like giggling and then and then like the trick is um you just start talking in like a softer and softer voice. So it doesn't really matter what you're saying. The kids always fall asleep.
3: Well, hey, that's an incredible story. And uh it's a it's a <laughs> bit more kid friendly than sacrificing Taylor Swift to the pit. like everybody's been talking about. Yeah. All right, Thigh Doc, you've had your work cut out for you this past week. That list is long. Should we start with the good news, bad where uh, bad news somewhere in between? I'll leave it up to you. What do you what do you think's most pressing right now in your mind that you found out
1: today? And let's, how does it impact the game? Let's go good news first. All right. All right. So we're get, we're gonna get Rasul Douglas back, we're gonna get Dodson back, and we're gonna get Taron Johnson back. That's a huge one.
3: That's a beautiful one.
1: Yes, it's all good. Um, um, do you care too much about the punter?
3: Well, I'm interested because you go and get Matt Hack and then you all of a sudden see Martin practicing. And I would have assumed that he was all but done. I mean, you know, Correct. a kicker with a leg injury, you would have figured it's over.
1: Well, it's risky. So, you know, he's got to hold the kicks. Um, so obviously mm. when he's injured, when it was hurting him, I, you could see him wincing to get into the stance to hold the yeah. field goal and uh he didn't get he did that he didn't get that spot down he had it he had it like tilted to the left so that's why he shanked that last one um so listen with the hamstring a week i mean he's a punter can he stand back there and punt yeah but like if he's got to chase the ball down he's going to be real vulnerable for tweaking it and then if he tweaks it you're kind of you're up shit's creek um you know, A for kicking more footballs or B having to hold it after that. So it's kind of a big risk. So they're probably seeing if he can practice, see how good it is, I guess. I don't know. And then um, and then make a decision on game day. I don't know. It's calling it kind of close, though. It's it could really swing a game. So um, I was thinking we're definitely going to be getting hack playing. Um, I'm surprised they practice them uh, today. So I guess we'll. We'll wait that one out, but I guess it's kind of promising. But could also backfire yeah. and bite, bite him in the ass. So, I, I got a question
5: for you though, do Doc. Yeah, mind. what's up? So, so, uh, what would you? What do you think is most important for the Bills right now? I mean, you know, in that game, do you think it's? Do you think it's the holding, or do you think it's the punting?
1: Um,
3: based on the injury, like, how do you think it's most affected? Yeah.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, no like like what I like, know like like what what do you think the Bills need more? Do you think do you think the Bills need oh, more uh, the, be, be, the better holding, seriously. you know, you know, for Tyler Bass a, or do you think punting is is what they need most?
1: That's I, I see a that's great like. question, but um uh, I don't know, I guess holding cuz cuz I think that's what going to kick
3: it the way he did at the end of the game. You better believe it's holding. I mean, my guy. <laughs> <God. laughs> yeah. that, 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 wow. that thing wound that thing wound up at the uh, <laughs> at the barbell in East Aurora. For guys man. Yeah, he did get bad. <laughs> um, speaking of surprises, I dog, you said it was kind of surprising that Sam Martin practiced today. I thought it was surprising, too. I don't know if I'm the minority here. I was a bit surprised to see no practice again for Gabe Davis. I'm assuming we don't see him. How bad is that knee injury, really?
1: Yeah, so a PCL's kind of tricky, so they're not all the same for everyone. Basically, a, a grade two or higher, you know, he, he was going to need four to six weeks. But if he is a grade one to like a low grade two, which they kind of alluded to, you know, they said it was a minor injury. Um, Guys have come back as close as two weeks, but they never come back right. That's the problem. And was he going to need a brace? He will. So um, the fact he hasn't practiced yet, I don't see him come back this week. Um, You could put him as probable for next week if we advance. So take it from there.
3: All right, let's talk about Terrell Bernard, where I see so him, a, with yeah. Picard,
1: I see him with his
3: head down and towel over it. And thigh doc, that's a 99.9% rate of, we're not over. seeing him for a long time. And yeah, all of a sudden, so. holy hell, it's not even close to what anybody thought. And we're even having a conversation about a possibility. Now, I don't know if that's true and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but how did it go from that to, wow, all of a sudden we're, we're here at this point where, there even is a possibility we could see him back out on the field?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, I was talking to Rico about it the other day. Um, you know, before they cut to commercial, he's holding his ankle, and it didn't look like anything happened. So I'm thinking Achilles, and then they come back out of the commercial break, and then he's in a cast, and then they show the replay finally, and his, like, foot gets stuck in the turf, and it kind of, you know, bent sideways and buckled on him. So um, the good news was, it wasn't a high ankle; it was a low ankle sprain because it's the outside of the ankle. Um, but being in a cast, you know, they don't cast guys often, right? And they don't bring the card out often in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you had to assume it was a there was a fracture there, and the fracture would have been the fibula—that's like the little bone on the side um, of your shin—and then then rumors start coming out that that it's not broken. The X-rays are clean, so it's just a sprain, a bad rolled ankle, basically. Yeah. So guys can come back in one week from a rolled ankle. That they, they won't be great. I mean the the lateral movement's gonna suck. Um but it's possible. But the way it looked, how it like snapped on them and you could see like the joint yeah. kind of open on them. Whatever yeah. ligament was left on that that uh ankle snap. So the, some reports have come out that it was a reaggravation of his old injury. So you can say, like, it was hanging on by a thread, and that was the last snap. And since it wasn't mm-hmm. from zero to 100, it was, you know, it was like from like 80% torn to 100% torn. It's not going to limit him too much or be too swollen, per se. Um, but I still think six day rest isn't going to be good for him. Now, can he go out there, shoot it up, tape the shit out of it, and kind of like run around gimpy? Yeah, but it, is that worth it? So it's like a seventy-five percent Bernard better than a hundred percent AJ Klein or, or whoever they want to throw in the mix. Right. So that's well, what the Klein team's in, think. He did well, yeah, play well.
3: Klein came in and played well, and I also think Travis Kelsey would love to exploit a seventy-five percent player out there for the Bills. So you you would imagine, in your estimation, what do you think? Do you think he tries to do it, and if he wants to do it, do you think McDermott goes through with it, or do you foresee him just not even being active?
1: okay so if he's limited in practice tomorrow i'll be Mm -hmm. a lot more optimistic now it's not to say that anyone who goes three DMPs in a week can't play they can play as long as they get the you know the questionable uh you know um label after friday um so basically in the past right throughout the week in the season if a guy doesn't practice all week he's not playing It's, it's never happening but in the playoffs, it's a little different. Once in a blue moon, it'll happen. So I think, if I remember correctly, Beasley had a little bit of this and Poyer it happened to in the playoffs. It might not have been last year, but it was two or three years ago. I remember the so, Yeah, so it can happen. I just don't think it's a smart thing to do if he's too limited. I don't think he will be good enough to play in this game. So that's just where I'm coming from. Now, if he, he practices limited tomorrow – I'm going to be a lot more optimistic, but uh, I just don't see it happening. I mean, he was in a boot. He was on crutches. Six days is a real quick turnaround. Two weeks, though, we advance here. We're seeing him. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah.
3: Benford in a similar boat there, you think? Same type of deal as far as this so, coming week?
1: So they're real mum on uh, Benford, aren't they? So he t- he wrenched mm-hmm. his knee. Um, I put up a little clip about it. It's si- Similar to how you would kind of tear your meniscus. Um, he didn't take his uniform off. He was on the sideline with his uniform, so that bodes well. Um, But people were saying that he couldn't put a lot of weight on it um, afterwards on the sideline. So he went on the bike, still was limping on it real bad. Meniscuses, sometimes you got to clean them up. Other times you could shoot them up and and dig it out. But, you know, a little twist and a turn on it, and it can get real flared up real quick. So, again, it's another injury that it's the playoffs. Like, you could suck it up but he really needs two weeks. So I don't, I don't see Ben for playing on this one either.
3: All right. And then finally, the two guys that, that we won't see, I'm sure Taylor Rapp, Balin Spectre, the circumstance around them currently and the possibility of seeing them again, if we move on.
1: Yeah. So specter didn't look like much, right? So he got hurt when he picked up that fumble from fearmouth And the only thing uh-huh. that you could really yeah. see is that he kind of gets need in the back, like back in the kidney area. And, you know, those guys aren't wearing like back plates. So, He must have took a nasty uh, contusion-type hit there, probably spasmed up on him. That's one that can come back, and they're probably just not pushing him. So I don't know if they're going to want to thrust him into a starting role if his uh, back's a little flaky. But that's Mm -hmm. one that I can see who will be limited tomorrow and then possibly be active in a a reserve role. And then the last one was uh, shoot me up again. Who is it?
5: Taylor Rap.
1: Uh
4: yeah, Taylor Rap. Yeah,
1: so rap with the calf, right? So he tore his calf when he made that interception against Miami. Um, the earliest you can get back from a calf injury is about two weeks, but uh they're easily aggravated. So once you feel like it's good, then you go and sprint on it and you twinge it again. It kind of restarts the process. So coming back in two weeks is not smart. Um, is it possible? Yes, but I don't think they're gonna do it. And uh again, that's someone who can come back. Next week, but if we do see him limited tomorrow, um, there should be some optimism on there.
3: Anything noteworthy on the chief mm. side of things that you're aware of by any chance?
1: Yeah. I think they're having trouble with Nandi. They're uh they're the, tackle, tackle. the run stuffer. Yeah. So that's actually a, that's actually you no, that's know, kind of a big deal. It's like low key under it. Now they, someone has been listed with a calf. They're good. Uh, Cornerbacks need.
3: Yeah. Well, but, Jerry Sneed.
1: but he mm. never came out of the game. I don't see this as uh, something that's going to hold them out. I don't know if he's, like, dealing with something chronic. I'd have to go check it out. Um, but it's not like he got knocked out of the game, so I would not be worried about that.
3: Yeah, I wonder if that slows him down at all. He's been great for them. Um, but – Could
1: be so something they're, they're, that he can twinge. Healthy, he could twinge it. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so. um, You going to the game, or what's the story?
1: I'm not going to the game. I got to handle uh, the family lately so that's don't you both, hate when that family gets the in the way of that football <laughs> don't you hate that yeah we're, <laughs> oh full, we're full time here now so i can't travel um yeah i'll miss it i definitely could have gone you know if i if i could make it down there but uh you know, me mean you have had some bad luck going to the same yeah game. i was gonna
3: say sit your ass at home because i already bought my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> when I, saw it, when I
1: saw that i was like i'm not gonna push it yeah
3: <laughs> well what do you think happens before i let you go how do you view the game and what do you what are your thoughts on the uh on the way it goes down
1: yeah i hope taylor swift shows up i hope someone throws a couple of snowballs at the press box um Me too. and i think i think we take care of business i think it's uh it's not going to be a catch-up game i think again we, we come out in the lead we're up we're up they kind of keep it close they make us nervous the whole game and then they uh and then they pull away at the end i think the fans are going to go nuts i wish i could be there oh, i do wish you, think Haley
5: shows, do, you th- do you think Haley shows up
1: I think Haley's going to be there, but she's not a little uh, attention grabber. So Listen, I
3: better not see her up in that booth. No pow no, on division. Her, yeah. in her,
0: her in the
1: stands. her in the
3: stands, baby. Yeah. No, yeah I want
1: yeah, no, I I to see Taylor Swift, and I want to see Mahomes' wife just look shocked. Utterly shocked. <laughs> I want snowballs hitting the thing when the camera's panning at him.
5: Heck, yeah.
1: I you know what's funny? Out.
3: I don't think a camera's ever panned on a, on a box seat. At the Ralph, ever. I don't even know if it's possible to do it. Well, I also the that, well, oh, that's, oh my God, how could I forget about that? There was a couple <laughs> weeks there where it was every other play. I don't know who got more airtime, him or her. Um, but I also wonder if they're going to be able to defrost the windows uh, this coming week. There was a big problem for Mrs. Swift last week in Kansas City. I'm, I'm awfully worried about her. I saw a couple people carving away at it with credit cards for her. I don't know if she's bringing a staff or. <laughs> Or what the deal is. but She, I, hit, she also won't,
1: the she won't have the balls. She won't sleep over. She won't. You don't think she's staying no, above? No. no, she's flying in with a jet. She's coming to the game, and then she's leaving. It's
3: she's funny you say her. that. I saw, I saw a tweet the other day, and it said, <laughs> Taylor Swift has used 15,000 gallons of jet fuel to watch her boyfriend play this year. Stop letting her influence the way you vote. <laughs>
1: God. She's causing global warming. Oh my my God. All right. Well, (laughs)
3: Hey, if I see Taylor Swift, I'll say, listen, can you bust the thigh out out the next time the Aerostore kicks back off? It would mean the the world.
0: I will. All right. Mm.
3: Get back to the kids. Enjoy the game. And thanks for all the, uh, all the updates, man. Those were great.
1: You got it. Go bills guys. All
3: right, brother. Go bills. The thigh doc, make sure to go follow him at uh, on Twitter at thigh doctor. Thigh Dog loves to mess around, and have a good time. Thigh Dog knows his yeah, damn shit. So go follow oh, he him. He's the, he's the best ball in it. the game when it comes to this stuff. You go follow him online. And I know it's tough sometimes. Well, the reason I say that is because you follow him and it's a picture of somebody's thigh as a profile picture. And right. it's him well, talking about dancing and stuff all the time. And you're wondering, like, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden you're getting the most top notch next level injury coverage in the game from him. So uh Go, go follow Thigh Doc on Twitter if you haven't already. All right, you know, I look at that, Rob. I listen to Thigh Doc. and I've felt, I've felt like this all week. I don't know where you're at, but here's where I'm, where I'm at when it comes to the injury list. These Buffalo Bills have been dealing with an injury list all year long, and they've lost some of their top players weeks ago, yeah. months yeah. ago. And this defense has been a, a shuffleboard all year long, and they have yet to falter once. It does not overly concern me. I mean, it's not like it's the Miami Dolphins injury list. Uh, of a week ago or two weeks ago, where literally your top five players are either on one leg or not playing at all. The bills Mm -hmm. have some great players on that list, but they're also getting Rasul Douglas back Teron Johnson's coming back. Those two are massive gets, especially for this game. Going to have a couple of guys out more than likely like Gabe Davis, I'm assuming, um, and and a handful of others. But how do you feel? Do you, does that really influence the way you view this game and, and put the bills at a major disadvantage?
5: Well, I mean, no, I'm I am mean, i I'm, I'm glad that, that that it's trending upward for for uh for Dodson and, and and Douglas. If if we went to the game without those two, then I would be oh my gosh, I, I would be even I'd be incredibly nervous. But to get those two guys back on the field um is important, especially at the linebacker position when you when you know that Bernard is likely not gonna be he's not gonna be playing. So if you can if you can at least get Dotson back, he's been playing exceptionally well this year, then that bodes even even better. Um you know, and so the the only the only other area that I'm thinking of is like, man, I mean AJ Klein because you brought it up briefly, and AJ Klein on Travis Kelsey, whatever, that would be a matchup that I that I know Andy Reid is going to try to exploit to some degree. Um, but having having Russell Douglas, you know, and I had this thought too, Bob, and I, I want to you know just kick it to you. Um, mm. you, you know, the Bills have been prone to kind of uh, play that dime role where they. They, they tried out three safeties, you know. Then they they were using it, they were using Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and and Taylor Rapp in that. But um, I think they, they the last time they played the Chiefs, you know. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think they had Rasul Douglas on 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 uh, Travis Kelsey um, um, to a degree. Uh, I would like to see Douglas, especially if he's coming back, and you and you know that you don't want to have. AJ Klein getting exploited and getting matched up on him. I would like to see them go ahead and match up Rasul Douglas, play that dime package with Rasul as your third safety, so to speak. Have him uh follow Travis Kelsey, then you 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 you, you still call up Kyrie Elam and and, and and Dane Jackson and let those two cover the outside, you know, and then you only go with maybe maybe one linebacker in certain situations, and, and that linebacker would be Tyrell Dodson. I think that might be better for the for the bills um when it coverage wise I, I don't know i don't know maybe, maybe i'm getting too far on weeds but i just been thinking about that what i mean what what are your thoughts about that
3: i don't remember the exact coverage that they did play in that game on uh, Kansas City but i do remember that they they got to they got to Patrick Mahomes they they only sacked him once but they they got eight qb hits in that game and they also mm-hmm. forced him to a a 74 rating mahomes had an all, uh, the interception early on if you remember it was picked up by aj Epinesa. They were on him all game long, and they were especially on him at the end after that trick play got called back on a penalty. They were on Patrick Mahomes late. It's really what helped them win the game and secure it. I always say it ever since Mm. the game. People forget that that game was not over, not even close. They needed 15 yards to get in the field goal range, and the Bills defense shut it down. Uh, To answer your question on Travis Kelsey, Shockingly enough, he went six for 83 that game. That's about as good of a stat line as as Kelsey's really mm-hmm. had this year. Kelsey has not had the year that we expect him to have each and every year. He had, I think, what, 75 yards last week against the Dolphins. Um, so he's still had a pretty decent day based yeah. on the standard of this season against these Bills in that game. Uh, and Rasheed Rice as well. They were the entirety of that pass offense, right? I'm just looking back on it. Mahomes mm-hmm. threw the ball 43 times. 20 of his throws went to Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. Nobody had more than four the rest of the game anywhere else. So those are the two guys. And um, it's mainly been one of their biggest Achilles heels this season. The inability to move the ball down the field uh, to any, uh, I don't know if the right word is validity or if the better word is, is with any pizzazz or in a way, I guess the best way to say it would be the way we've been accustomed to seeing the chiefs move the ball down the field. It's not like it's these massive chunk plays. It's been a lot of incremental movement down the field, and it's been a lot of trying to figure out who Patrick Mahomes can trust. You're noticing Rasheed Rice get better and better, it seems, week in and week out. They get 130 Mm -hmm. yards last week. He's really developing into their top guy. The one thing I also notice in this game that's different between the last game, and I wonder if it affects the way the Bills play defense at all, But Isaiah Pacheco was hurt that game. He is going to be back for this game. And he had a real decent game against the Miami Dolphins last week. I think he had about 90 yards on the day in that game. Uh, It's really tough for me to put a lot of stake in the Chiefs numbers from last week when I think the Dolphins had three first downs the entire game and the Chiefs had the ball Mm -hmm. pretty much the entirety of the football game. It's not going to be like that this coming weekend, but that's certainly something to add into the mix there. Um, The fact that Isaiah Pacheco, will be back, and it's another option for them to go to because the, the Bills really shut them down on the ground. They only ran for 82 yards against the Bills the last time these guys went at it. Um, but the, the funny thing about talking about the defense rev and how the offense is matching up against it, uh, these two teams were, were identical almost the way that they played this game the last time around. And that's why the score was so close. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen had nearly identical numbers. Both threw the ball, Allen threw it 42 times, Mahomes 43 times, 23 receptions for Josh Allen, 25 for Mahomes, Uh, 233 for Allen, 271 for Mahomes, and then a pick and a touchdown each. It it was really like a a defensive battle all game long, and I expect it to be something similar again this particular game. I I don't envision this high-flying repeat of what we saw a couple of years ago in the 13-second game. I more or less see this game – being more low scoring because of the two defenses. And that's factoring in the injuries for the Buffalo bills. I still have the trust in this defense. The chiefs are allowing 16 points a game. The bills are allowing 18 points a game. So Mm -hmm. you should expect going into this, the two defenses to have a similar style game plan to what they had the last time. And it really affected both these quarterbacks and it resulted in a real low scoring one score game.
5: Yeah. And what are the bills averaging? I mean, I mean, I mean, not averaging, but what are the bills Bills they're allowing? So the bills are allowing.
3: Yeah. So they're, that's the, so their numbers. If you're looking at the team numbers, yeah, the bills are averaging 26 points on offense. The chiefs are averaging 21 and then 18 Mm -hmm. allowed for the Bills, 16 allowed for the chiefs. They're pretty damn identical numbers wise, but the bills have a slightly elevated offense. I will say though, Rev, as of late, the bills offense has been humming more, than they have since about week two, week three, week four, 27 plus points in four consecutive here. And they're averaging 29 points a game at home. Mm. Interesting wrinkle to that point, Rev. The Kansas City Chiefs yeah, are one are of the only teams that. in the league who did not allow a team to score 30 points on them this year. So you kind of got two conflicting stat lines going at it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. What what is the what are the Chiefs numbers um, on the road? Uh, their, their offensive points per game on the road. Do you have it? That 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 number available. I'm I'm just curious to see what they what they look like on on the road and and what they could look like traveling to Buffalo. Now, um, because you know I'm I'm looking and why why you you know trying to find that out. I will say though, by the you way, know, Rob, they're, they're six and two on the road this year, so they've had success. Six and, six and two. Okay. So like when I look at the Chiefs' defense, I mean that that's a defense man that's that's very stout and and they've they've gotten they've gotten to Allen at at times, you know. And and granted, I mean Josh Allen has to be able to. uh pick his poison he can't get too he can't get overly zealous you know in in this matchup and and because because we know we know Spagnuolo is gonna he's gonna bring pressure and he's gonna disguise that pressure you know a a lot of those 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 uh those cornerback blitzes and whatnot coming from different places so Josh really has to be on it um and and see the field the right way and see it quickly because you also have Chris Jones in the middle who can who can wreck shop so you want to make sure that Josh is not standing in the pocket too long, or else Chris Jones is going to just have his way against the deep, against the offensive line. But I look at at the last matchup. Even though the Chiefs' defense um, um, allows with 17 points a game, the Bills were at, were able to put up 20 on that defense, um, and that's in Kansas City on Arrowhead in the road. And so um, that, that that gives me encouragement, uh, you know, for the Bills at home. Looking at what they've been averaging here 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 recently, um, even though the Chiefs' defense is what it is. I think the Bills can still put up points above average. Is, is, that, that's the point that, that, that I'm getting to. I think the Bills offense can still put up points above the points that the Chiefs defense is allowing. Um and and it's and it's encouraging and it kind of talks me more into the fact that the Bills definitely um can pull out this victory, you know, as long as they 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 stay clean play, a clean game and stay away from mistakes.
3: I just saw an interesting stat. I, I, I got to double check it, but uh, the, the chiefs have only forced one interception on the road all year long. They've only picked off an opponent hmm. on the road once this entire season. I find that interesting. I find it well, mainly interesting because you look at Allen's numbers, by the way, when it comes to turning the ball over and it's incredible how the parallel between winning ball games and his turnover numbers are linear. The, the, they're, they're four and O oh this year when he doesn't turn the ball over. When he only has just one turnover, so and this is what I get at a lot of the times when I say on here, you know, even if he just took away one of these errors, right, this and that, it really changes the ball game, because they're seven and three this year, Rev. When he only turns the ball over one time, but you jump down to two plus turnovers, they're one and three, and that one win mm. just so happened to be against the Miami Dolphins two weeks ago for the division. They were zero and three going into that game when Allen turns the ball over two plus times. So I guess it's encouraging to see that, that defense, despite being stout, they haven't been known to pick off quarterbacks this year on the road. Um, Still looking into the the road stats there, by the way, but if you're looking at just this defense in totality, they're Mm -hmm. number two Mm -hmm. in yards allowed per game. Number two in points allowed per game. Number two in opponent plays per game. Number four in opponent yards per play, fifth and third down conversion rate. And third in opponent TD scored per game. Um, so, in all of the major metrics, this bill, this chief's defense has stand has stood towards the top. I want to talk about the Achilles' heel, however, for this chief's defense, because there is an area that can be exploited. And you can argue, Joe Brady did a phenomenal job of exploiting it the last time that these two played in early December it wound up being a major difference in the ball game. And that was the utilization of James cook who had nearly 150 all purpose yards over 80 yards through the air and nearly 60 yards on the ground. That game, the Mm -hmm. Kansas city chiefs, not only aren't, they're not particularly great at defending running backs in pass coverage, but they're also 28th in the league defensively uh, yards per carry this is a team in the Buffalo bills and it's crazy to continue to say this, but it, because it feels like we've been talking about it a lot recently, but the reason it's crazy is because it still feels like an alternate universe at times thinking about the fact that ever since Joe Brady has taken over, these Buffalo bills have been running the ball nearly 50% of every offensive play, uh, all of all their offensive plays. The bills have been running the ball 50% of the time they snap the ball and that is almost unheard of, and there's no better example than the mm. game last week. The Buffalo Bills ran 66 plays, and I think they threw the ball 34 times and ran it 32 times, something like that. It was the most balanced game you'll ever find. It was gorgeous because not only did they, affect, uh, did they effectively execute the offense with a seamless balance on both the ground and and through the air, they didn't turn the ball over. And that resulted in 31 points, a seven-minute advantage in time of possession, and a two-touchdown victory. The Bills can certainly run the ball against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's going to allow them to open up other things as well that you hope Josh Allen might be able to take advantage of. And if there's one area going into this game that you would imagine Joe Brady tries to scheme up something a bit different, something the Bills haven't shown yet. It might be something for James Cook to exploit this defense who has struggled against running backs this Mm. year. Not only do you want to do that to move the ball, Rev, but the Bills know the less Mahomes has the ball, the better chance they have to win. And lately, the Bills have done an incredible job of dominating time of possession. And if they're able to do that in this game, it goes a long way towards getting a victory.
5: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the point about time of possession because I'm going back to that game and I'm looking at it right here and I'm like, God, I didn't. I didn't realize the Bills dominated the time of possession game like they did. You know, against the Chiefs, they 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 they, they dominated it by ten point. I mean, by ten minutes. They had the ball against the Chiefs in, in that first you know game, thirty five minutes to, and the Chiefs only had it for twenty four minutes, so twenty four minutes thirty nine seconds. That's ridiculous. Now, granted, they only won by three points, but I mean, when you look at it though, to have the ball that much longer, I mean, that that bodes well. And so, if the Bills can kind of replicate that. It makes me wonder, like, what kind of game are they going to play? Are they going to be aggressive, or are they going to play the long game, you know, where they try to have long, sustaining drives and keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands, you know, or if they're just going to go, you know, hey, hey, you know, guns on the wall, whatever, guns blazing, and and, and just air it out. It's going to be interesting because we know it's going to be a chess match. You know, you're going to see some things that we saw last, last matchup, and then we're going to see some things that are differently. Um, but it just – when I see that, though, that they dominated it by ten minutes, it lets me know that, man, look, this Bills team, they can maintain possession of this ball against this team. They did it in Arrowhead, and so I think they can replicate that to a degree here Sunday. I mean, it, I, it gives me no reason to, to believe that they can't do it. And so, if they're able to do that, um, I, I think I think their chances um, of, of winning, you know, uh, increase, increase dramatically. Totally
3: agree. And right now. Vegas thinks that the Bills have the odds to win this game. Not dramatically, however, but they do think Mm -hmm. as of right now, the Bills are the team that deserves to be favored. And as everybody in here knows, the Smoke Break is sponsored by BetUS. so we're going to head over to BetUS right now and take a look at the lines for this game and try to uh, dissect a bit here what the overall outlook on the Bills-Chiefs divisional game looks like. It's like from a betting perspective, and here we have it. The Bills right now, as it stands, minus two and a half. That game has been fluctuating all week long between two and a half and three. So the money's coming a little bit on the Bills. It bounces to three. The money comes in on the Chiefs. Really seems to be split down the middle here, Rev, as far as who people think are going to win and where the money's going as far as betting on who's going to win. The one thing I find interesting out of these lines, Rev, is the over-under to me. The total right now sitting at 45 and a half. The last time the bills and chiefs faced off in early December, the total hit 37 rev. If you had to place a bet right now on bet us on the over, under 45 and a half points Sunday night, which way would you lean and why? Mm. Uh, that's,
4: I that's think the question on, by the way, just,
3: it. just to say, I think the numbers like spot on. I could see it getting like right near it on either end.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's I might be more inclined to go with the under. Um just because of the defenses of, of of this team, you know. Yeah, I mean, but but golly, I mean, we look at thirty seven last, you know, last go around. Um, you have to jeez, that's that's tough. I, I, I'm I'm I would go with the under for now. I'll go with the under. Especially what what's the weather gonna be like? Is it still gonna be snowing and um Yeah, they got they're, they're calling any, for shovel yeah. again. It's gonna be probably
3: similar to what we saw similar. last week a bit.
0: Yeah, Okay. Um, well,
3: well, so that well, could factor in, <laughs> but I was just going to say, the, the over-under for that game last week, Rev, on, on BetUS, I believe, was 37 and a half, and the Bills scored da- uh, 31 themselves. So I lean under in this game as well, because yeah. I see this being more of a defensive battle than I do this air raid hour between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I have this game at 23-20. That would be a slight under. That's the way mm-hmm. I sort of see it, see it going. And then as far as the spread here, 2.5, I know you <sighs> like the Bills to win, Rev, and you said there's a potential for these Bills to really put their foot on the gas here. You taking that 2.5, or do you like the Chiefs to keep it within two points?
4: This I'm taking 2.5, half, half, man. Tough to me. Are yeah.
3: yeah. In yeah. that way as well. Uh-huh.
5: I, I think if it's the Bills super- win... I think they win by more than three. I think, I think they can win it by more than three. I don't, I don't think it'll come down to a field goal or, or, or you know, a three-point victory to able yeah. to get over that, you know. It's,
3: mm, that's tough. Well, man. I'll tell you what, Rev. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Mine is two and a half, under 45 and a half. I like those two bets. I'm going to go ahead and put 50 bucks on each of them right now because I do like those numbers. Mm. And I got to be able to pay for my tickets this upcoming weekend. Um, so under 45 and a <laughs> half, I like bills minus two and a half. I like, let me know in the comments, what you like and what you would place on over at bet us. And you can go and do that yourself. In fact, once the show is concluded, you just go down to the link in the bio, you click that, you get 125% sign up bonus on bet us, and you can use that signup bonus and your deposit to bet on all of the games this coming weekend, props, parlays, teasers you name it on the four divisional games you can also bet nba nhl you name it bet us has it along with the best customer service in the game incredible odds boosts and uh, offers including an offer that they got going on right now that i've been telling you guys about for the last couple of weeks and the reason i have been super excited about it is because it's one of the best giveaways that i have been a part of in a long time bet us is giving away Super Bowl tickets and the Bills just took one step closer to getting to that Super Bowl and they're looking to take another step this coming Sunday and BetUS is offering the opportunity for you to potentially watch our Buffalo Bills in Vegas in the Super Bowl for free and here's how you enter you go over to BetUS so like I said you click that link in the bio sign up 125% sign up bonus that in itself is great but you just go over To the NFL page that we were just on, you can take Bills minus two and a half, the under, whatever you're feeling. You place a $25 wager or more, but a $25 wager is all you need. You place it, screenshot it, head over to Twitter, and you tag BetUS, and you tag a friend in the post that you would take to the Super Bowl. So I'd go over, I'd tag my man Rev, and I'd say, get ready to rock when we win these tickets. We're going to go watch our Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Then you also put in hashtag SBLV. I, I, I post it. And just like that, you're automatically entered to win Super Bowl tickets for free, courtesy of BetUS. And as always, going to show you the graphic real quick so you can screenshot it, have those rules in front of you so you can go over and enter without any issues and put your hat in the ring because this is a killer giveaway. And if the Bills end up making it, the only thing I could think would be better rather than the Bills making the Super Bowl is going and watching the Bills in the Super Bowl for free. So here's how it goes down. For that Super Bowl oh, ticket giveaway via
2: BetUS.
0: Bet US America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything anytime. Sportsbook, casino, horse racing, live betting, and more. We have the best bonuses in the industry. That's right, get a 125% sign-up bonus. And to celebrate our 30-year anniversary, we are giving up to 30 risk-free bets, a truck, Super Bowl tickets, and more. Don't miss out. Play smart. Join now. BetUS, where the game begins.
3: Just past that hour and a half mark while you're here, make sure to hit the like Button down below. Subscribe if you haven't. So we have you know, locked in for this coming weekend. We're going to be doing stuff all week long. Obviously, the closer we get to the game, and then hopefully, th- Rob, for the love of God, I hope we're previewing the AFC Championship next week. That's all I'm hoping for right here. Oh um, man, yes. So do all that good stuff, and then bet us link in the description below. Rev, I want you to tell me as you look at this game coming up on Sunday night. Is there one thing in particular that stands out to you? as an X factor for either team, something in this game that if it goes this particular way, it swings in the Bills' favor, it swings in the Chiefs' favor. Is there one thing in particular that stands out that you think could really go a long way in deciding this game?
5: Yeah, I mean, I I think I think it it goes down to special teams. Um, especially when yeah. you look at at Sam Martin, you know, dealing with this hamstring injury. If 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 I mean though they have, you know, they they signed, you know, Matt Hack, if they decided to, to to you know go with with Martin, Martin says you know I think I think I can I can do it, and he goes out there and and he tries a punt and and he can't get it done and he shanks one or whatever or you know have another fluke um, you know blocked field goal, it, it could come to it could come down to a stolen possession off you know poor special teams play you know and so um, I, I would think that special teams. Um and and in these elements, you know, uh, with these high stakes, could be the determining factor here in the game, and that, that's 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 what I'll go with. Whoever whoever's whoever can kind of steal a possession, or you know, I, I don't want to say like a fake punt or anything. I don't think it'll come down to that. It, it could be just a it's a fluke play, like a blocked punt, you know, some something like that, where the other team you know steals a possession that way and has a short field. Um, that could swing things. Big time. So I'm I'm looking out for special teams in, in that regard.
3: One thing that stands out to me in this game that could be a deciding factor on, on either side, the offensive line play. If we take a look at what the numbers are defensively for these teams right now, and we take a look at what the Bills offense in particular has done on the offensive line. I mean, we don't talk about it enough this year, I don't think, uh, the amount of improvement shown by this Bills offensive line. It's been extraordinary. In fact, it's been so good. The Bills ranked number one in the league. In sacks allowed. The bills only allowed 24 sacks this entire season, but KC did get the better of them. The last time they faced off about a month ago, the chiefs had three sacks on Josh Allen in that game. That was the most the bills uh, allowed all year outside of the New York jets game. All the way back in week one, we know the pass rush for the chiefs can be lethal. We know Chris Jones when he's on fire, he's on fire. Right, all pro caliber player. The Bills' offensive line yeah. has shown throughout the year that they can stop the pass rush, keep Josh Allen safe in the pocket, and it's resulted in one of the best offensive line play uh, we've seen in some time in Buffalo, and the numbers reflect that. But the Bills defensively, they are certainly a team that's capable of getting after the uh, the running back or the, the quarterback as well. Uh, so. I look at the offensive line play in this game and I wonder how it holds up on either side because Kansas city's defense Rev, they have 57 sacks on the year. That's second most in the league and the bills have allowed the least amount Mm -hmm. of sacks in the league. So you essentially have the best offensive line in the league when it comes to allowing sacks going up against nearly the best defense in the league. When it comes to getting sacks, whoever ends up winning that battle could go a long way towards helping their team. Secure the victory here. Now, on the other side of things, the Bills offense, they only sacked Patrick Mahomes one time the last time they played. But as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they did hit Mahomes eight separate times in that game. The Bills defensive pass rush all year long has been terrific. We all know Leonard Floyd has 10 and a half sacks on the year. Um, we know Ed Oliver's got nine and a half, a variety of guys getting involved. They've been extraordinary. That's one thing in particular in this game, Rev, I think stands out because both teams. Have the capability of getting after the quarterback, uh, and I think in this game in particular, the Bills have the advantage of stopping that Chiefs uh, attack more so I, than I think the uh, the offensive line of the the Chiefs has that ability. Mm-hmm. They've struggled at tackle throughout the year this year, Rev, If you've noticed, it hasn't been uh, the most secure pocket for Mahomes all year long. And when you mix that together with the drops no. that they've suffered, with the insufficient play from the receivers surrounding that offense, I just think it's an advantage to the Bills if they're able to shut down that Bills uh, or that Chiefs defensive front. They had a tough time doing so the last time out. You're hoping going mm-hmm. into this game, they allow less than three sacks like the last time they went at it.
5: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, coming down to, the, to how the offensive line plays for the Buffalo Bills, um, and and I, I, can see, I can see a scenario in which the Bills' defense um, frustrated Patrick Mahomes, not not necessarily from the pressure that they that they're able to sustain, but I think just because of of the coverage and these players that they that they're having to rely upon, Rashid Rice, even though he's emerging, and and these other guys, I think they I think they can get to them. Uh, Mahomes, you know, with, I mean, with, so um, I, I like our chances um, on that side as well. But it, you know, the game games are always won and lost in the trenches.
3: No doubt, and no, I think more no more so than in a game like this where it does feel like one possession could be the difference, and if you take a possession where you, you put yourself in a hole taking a sack, and it, that's why a lot of these advanced analytics, I like looking at them at times when you're talking about guys like Mahomes and Allen and their turnover propensity. People like to call Allen a turnover machine and stuff, but when you look at the numbers sometimes, the quarterbacks who take more sacks, their numbers are worse than the quarterbacks who turn the ball over all the time, because it's essentially, it's not a direct equivalent, but it's a similar outcome because your drive's essentially dead in the water if you back yourself up ten yards on second down on a sack. So, yeah. it, they're huge, huge drive killers if you continuously take sacks, and if you can avoid them, obviously you put yourself in a better spot. We got some super chats to get to, and let's start all the way back up go. towards the top, coming in from David Eight Twenty Four. Driving up from Brooklyn Saturday. Hyped. Go Bills. Let's go, Dave. Go. Sounds like you're going Let's to the get... game. Coming up from Brooklyn. Drive safe. I got to make a similar trek from Connecticut. Looks like the snow should hold off a bit, but knowing my luck, I'll wind up in the middle of something on my way home. But take it slow. <laughs> I'll go at a snail's pace, rather if I have to, to get home for that one. I don't care.
5: Any James, travel ban?
3: No travel ban. There and if go. there is one, uh, then I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take a jet pack or something. There's no way you're keeping me from there. Uh, James coming in. Love both of you guys. Much love to you as well, James. He's saying, what's the injury status for this game? Well, of course, uh, with my natural tendency to, uh, to not see Super Chats until an hour <laughs> in, uh, I've, I would have had a great question. to, say right to into, But James, I hope you stuck around because Thidoc came on. And he knocked it out of the park, breaking down the entire injury list going into this game on Sunday for the bills. And you want to know what I'm going to do uh, later, just so people can have it. I'm going to go in and clip that section of the thigh doc. And I'll put it up here on YouTube as its own individual video. I'll also tweet it out and stuff that way. I know a lot of people all week long have been dying to see um, what the injury status is of these guys and what we can expect from each individual player. So if you miss that, Um, I will have that up either later tonight, early tomorrow, and you can go back and take a look at it. Rich coming in. He's saying, Super Bowl appearance, can Milano be ready? Wishful thinking. That was the Mm -hmm. rumor. That was the rumor, I think, right? I don't know if that's possible, nor do I think it's a smart thing. I don't know. Um, I think I did hear that. Now, I don't know if I heard it with any volition. I think I just kind of heard it. Um, Wouldn't stun me. Hell, if I'm Matt Milano, I'd probably go out there. I don't I'm care if you – yeah, I don't care if you Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacred that leg. I'd be out there <laughs> no way to play in that game. You know what I mean? But You got to
5: figure, like, if even if he's close and they're like, man, you know, they just shut him down. But, um, I mean, he's, he's not on IR, right? I, I, I don't think so. Is hey, it Milano? I think yeah.
3: Milano's on IR.
5: Is he not? Is he, he's got to uh, be, right? Is he, or is he not? Well, can he come back? If he is, I don't know what kind I mean, I don't know. We should have asked if I yeah, he was, he's on IR. Okay. Milano was sent to injured
3: reserve on the leg injury. Um, M- Milano won't be back. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember you oh, want to know what it was. It, it the was Daquan where... Jones who did end up coming back. But I'm thinking right. back to when I last heard this and I'm looking at this article here and it was a few weeks ago. It was like three, four weeks ago now already. I mean, how the hell that's even possible. I have no idea, but it, it was. And Milano was pretty much confirmed to not be available to be coming back uh, from.
5: So he can't come back at all. Yeah.
3: No. But then again, maybe he just, I don't know, maybe maybe he just tells everybody to to, to go play in the street and he goes out there and and gives us the game of his life. Who knows? Let's make the Super Bowl first, Rich. And then. Yeah. Talk about Matt Milano playing all you want. I don't care. We can, we can, we can, we, we can talk about, we, we can talk about tiddlywings. We can talk about whatever the hell you want. Make that, make that super Bowl. I'll come on here. I'll talk about anything you want. I don't give a shit. You can send in a super chat and have me talk about, uh, I don't know, I don't know the upcoming, the upcoming uh, election. I, I don't care. I will do anything. I will do anything. Let's just get there. PVC fam Four outside of 17. Who's the biggest X factor for the bills on Sunday? Rev, incredible incredible question.
5: Yes. Oh, that is so good of a question. And it, it puzzles me because, you know, um, my, my natural tendency would be, well, it's gotta be Stefan Diggs. It has to be, but it's I think not the answer anymore. I, I think, know it. I, no, it's not. It it really isn't. And, and it's not no. that it, it can't be. I think it's, I think it's the bills are better when they're, when it's not. You know what I mean? Like more balanced. Like I agree. Digs, when they're when they're more balanced. Um, and so yeah, we we know that Steve Spagnolo, he's he's going to try to get digs out of the game. I mean, you've got Lid Le- 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 Sneed, who is a incredible cornerback, incredible cornerback. He shut him down um, last outing, by the way. Shut him down. Mean, yeah, yes, yeah, shut him down. Yeah, 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 shut him down. And so to me, it's 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 those secondary weapons of Josh Allen on the offense, like your like your Khalil Shakir, your Dalton Kincaid. Even to a lesser degree, um, you know, maybe like Deontay Hardy, you know, leaking out, you know, like that big play that uh-huh. he had um, last week. Um, but I I, I think it's I, and I would I would consider this, I wouldn't say the big three, but I think this is the uh um the little three. It's 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 Shakir, Kincaid, and James Cook. Like those three to me are, are going to be collectively the guys that that help push this team forward, not just over the hump against the Chiefs, but even just going forward, because they can't. I, I think that's what that that's what hurt the Bills last year, right? When you when you look at it and, and how, yeah, they were thirteen and three, but they were just limping on through these wins. It was Josh Allen and Diggs and nobody else. Yep. Yeah, that was it. And then when they when they when they faced the powerhouse against the Bengals in the playoffs, they shut that down. What happened? They got destroyed. This year is different. They so they have other weapons that they can go to, and if they get those other weapons to step up like they have been. Man, look out for give me, give me all of of Khalil Shakir. All of Shakir. love that answer.
3: I like how you called him the little three. I love that. Those are three guys that have certainly had a major impact on this team, especially as of late. And the one I think outlier that's a true shining star in the moments he's given opportunities is Khalil Shakir. I've loved it. It just seems like he gets better and better and better every opportunity. That he gets. It's this time of the year where the unsung heroes matter the most. And that's when you see Shakir make an ungodly play like he did last week. You see Deontay Hardy take to the house the longest punt return in franchise history. It's these little things that add up that get you to where you're trying to go. But for me in this game, the biggest X factor, James Cook, for all the reasons we spoke about earlier. Chiefs defense, yeah. 28th in the league in yards per carry. James Cook really had a phenomenal day against these Chiefs way back in early December, nearly 150 all-purpose yards. He was great through the air. He was real good on the ground. He had a touchdown in that game as well. So James Cook, to me, is going to be the X factor in this game. He could dictate the amount of time spent on offense. He could dictate the play-action game. He could take a major load off of Josh Allen's shoulders in a game where you know he's going to be... Probably feeling the pressure more so than any other game. Whether he exhibits that or not is another thing, but he certainly knows what's on the line. A big game from James Cook could go a long way for a variety of different reasons in this game. He's my biggest X factor outside of Josh Allen. One other caveat or one other uh, additional answer I'd say. The biggest X factor outside of Josh Allen might be Josh Allen's evil twin, and that's the other Josh Allen that sometimes shows up. But I I said this last week, I'll double down on it. I, I agree with you. I have no reason to think that he's going to show back up in the playoffs for whatever reason. Josh Allen is a different quarterback. He has four. Josh Allen has played nine playoff games in four of those games. He himself has four or more touchdowns in nearly half of those games. On top of that, he only has four interceptions in those nine games, 24 to four touchdown ratio in nine playoff games. It's night and day. I want to say night and day because his regular season numbers are still surely phenomenal, but when it comes to protecting the football, knock on wood, Josh Allen has seemingly been the best at doing so in the highest pressure moments. So hopefully that continues. And um, you heard me, you heard me earlier four and oh, this year when they don't turn it over seven and three with one turnovers, two or more turnovers when the bills really, really struggle to win football games, only one win on the year. And that came just a couple of weeks ago and the bills needed a great special teams play and a lot of miami dolphins uh doing dolphins things to help them out a bit now not taking anything away that the bills displayed an insane amount of uh heart and and the ability to to overcome in that game because they were trailing throughout the majority it wasn't like last week where they were dictating the way the football game went and even at times it felt like Maybe it could slide the other direction. They never lost the lead. They had a 21 to nothing lead before you knew it. You know, the Bills were clawing back in that Dolphins game the entirety of the football game, found mm-hmm. a way. That was their only victory all year long where uh, they had one or two-plus turnovers and won the game. And I'll say this. I like my chances turning the ball over two-plus times against Tua Tagovailoa a hell of a lot more than I like it against Andy Reid
0: and, and Patrick
3: Williams. Yeah. So I uh, can't be seeing that. Zach of all trades, Rev. I had a nightmare last night that was so real, and we lost to KC, and faced so much flack from coworkers and friends. That was so bad. You know, Zach's bought into this game when he's dreaming about <laughs> normal real life occurrences. He's dreaming about him walking I, into the office getting shamed over a bill's laws. That that is a man who needs kickoff to come at six thirty on well, Sunday this weekend.
5: I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Daddy, since Zach brought this up, I too had a nightmare of the Bills. Uh, but but I, I think I think mine my I think mine will ease the concerns of Zach. So Zach had a nightmare that we lost to KC. I had a nightmare um a few days ago um the Bills were in the Super Bowl against the Lions. It was Bills Lions and uh but it was like in the fourth quarter and and uh I think the, the Bills had the Bills were up. I think it was like 13 to 12 or something like that. And then and then um the Lions had the ball with like a less less about less than a minute to go it was like a third and long or something like that. And I remember I remember seeing uh, uh, Sean McDermott run a zero blitz. And I'm like, no, don't don't do it, don't do it. He ran as and uh and 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 uh Jared Goff saw it, picked it up, tossed the ball for a long pass and long, long touchdown. They took the lead, they stole the lead and they went for two, and so they took the lead to 20 to 13. I remember it was like like it was yesterday. They were up 20 to 13, and when the Bills had the ball, final possession of the fourth quarter. Um, and, and the Bills were, 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 they had to march down the field and, uh, you know, they had to score a touchdown to at least tie the game. And they had back-to-back on first and second down, back-to-back false start penalties. And so here it is, third and long, and then guess what happens? My TV freezes. Oh, my God. I wake up. And I want to wake up. Oh, my <laughs> so God. So I have no idea what happened. It was, like, it was like third and third That's and a, long, yeah. right? It was third and <laughs> Nightmare. It was third and long. Bills down 20-13 like because Sean McManaman had a had a goofball where he run a zero blitz uh, and 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 I think the, the the time on the clock was was like you don't have to defend the end zone. You just have to defend the first down. You know what I'm saying? And and he went all for the gusto and he and he had a zero blitz and they picked it up and and boom he scored he scored over the top. And they scored a touchdown, and then they went for two. And I'm like, that makes sense because Dan Campbell is something that he would do. You know, he's that like kind almighty. of a coach.
0: Yeah,
5: you, what do you have? You have
3: a brain chip up there that records your dreams. You remember
5: every <laughs> single detail. This is incredible. I, I remembered it, man. That, that's a, that's that's how much of a nightmare it was. And I tweeted it out like, yo, this is bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't see those. Is
3: that why I didn't see you tweeted yeah. it out. Okay, no, wow. I, I, I don't
5: that's know, but crazy. I had I tweeted mine out. And I was like, yo, this. Yeah, but but but. but I don't know what the what the end result was because I woke up on that third and long, and because my TV froze. Like it, I was like waiting. I was like, "Man, what's, what are we gonna do?" And I'm like scared. Like, "Oh man, we lost the game." Back to back, false start penalties. Of course, it is third and long, and then my TV freezes and like it doesn't unfreeze, and I can't find what happened to the game. And then I woke up.
3: Dude, the rampage <laughs> I would go on if in real life my TV went out. I don't even understand. I don't even think anybody would uh, would would ever fucking <laughs> for the shit that they would witness me do. <laughs> I remember when the Bills oh, Patriots game was on Thursday Night Football last year. Was it when the when Amazon f- fully took over and it kept cutting out? Yep. And me and my dad were, were I'm shocked the neighbors didn't call the cops. So if that happened in the Super Bowl, there would be more than cops. I'm sure a SWAT team would show up or something. For I, the, it would it would be a, that is a legitimate nightmare because not only do you have the Bills on the ropes to lose yep. the game, but I just had the TV cut out. Uh, no thanks. Oh, no, I would much rather have some yeah. Friday to the Thirteenth shit happen than that. One hundred percent. Rich in here. Rich in again. Both of you making me want to run through a wall. Rich is amped. I've been seeing Rich. Shout yeah, out, yeah, Rich. Been watching me all day on the different shows, and Rich is ready to rock. Trust me, Rich. We're ready to run too. We're ready to run. Um, yeah. it's it's here. I mean, and we're an hour away from the clock striking Friday, and. uh it's divisional weekend. I mean, it's here. So yeah. stay patient, keep that energy high, and then really deliver uh, uh, on Sunday. R- really, really sell out um, and just go nuts. But don't rip the TV off the wall if it happens to cut out for well, a minute. Well, There's Mal coming in here. Him. If we win the Super Bowl, Ty Dunn needs a replica ring. No, he needs a real ring. <laughs> Those win a Super Bowl, they need to <laughs> get <laughs> Tyler. I said this. They need to get, get him fitted. hand fitted. They need to fly yep. him in, drive it, bring him to the jeweler, fit that finger. In fact, have Sean McDermott take him, take him on a, on a on an all expenses day out. Take him over to Barbell, let him go nuts. Take him down to the the, the local jeweler, get the get the finger fit, and whatever he wants, whatever he wants to do, you know. Yeah, I, I'll pay yeah, for it. I agree, man. Even though I I don't even know what the ring would cost, I'm imagining those rings probably cost two hundred grand a piece. I will sell everything I own, and there's got to be some weird section of the internet that would be interested in buying some something odd from me. Uh, I don't know what that might be, but I'll I'll go to the depths <laughs> of hell to find a way to finance that, Ismail, because uh, because he has certainly been the twelfth man in my opinion uh, for yeah, this
0: team
3: to he some degree. To a major yeah. degree, I think, in my in my opinion. That's the well, way I, I see it. Thomas I, 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 think that,
5: I, I, think, I think the money that he made off of that off of that article might might be able to might be enough to pay for the ring He's himself, you know. I don't know. No, 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 no expenses. I want him treated like a king. I want him treated like okay. a king. I don't want a foot
3: stepping on the ground. I want him carried everywhere. <laughs> Thomas Jones coming in. And he became a member earlier. No Shout out. Thomas Jones, Shout I don't out. have to ring Rico Bell, but I can play a song for him. Oh, I can do a little bit of this. I do it. Ooh. How about that? Shout out Thomas Jones becoming a YouTube here member. You oh, love that much love. I got to get a bell on here or something. Um, but perfect time to join. Perfect time to join as we uh, absolutely continue down this road, man. I just keep, I just, uh, there's nothing like the finale, the finality of it all. And that's what y'all, it's not even so much the loss that, that kills you. It's the finality of it all. You don't prep for it. You go into the game. So excited for the game in itself and the possibilities of what will happen. If you win, you don't prepare yourself for the finality of the season. Cause when that game's over, it's over. That's what sucks the most about it. Because yeah. not only do you not have the chance to continue on to win a title, but the season's over, you don't get to watch them anymore. I mean, that above Mm -hmm. anything to me is always the thing that sucks the most. So uh, you just hope the road keeps on going. Zach of all trades coming in again, back to his dream. I'm assuming. Uh, Oh no, this is about another game. Oh, so he's saying uh, they turned the ball over four times against the charters and one. And yes, that's why I referenced it Red, because of your dream. Uh, I should have been clear earlier. I was talking about when Allen turns the ball over exclusively. I think they had some fumbles. Uh, in that Chargers game. They fumbled a punt return. Allen did have one pick. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was—I think I was referring to games in which Allen exclusively turns the ball over, you know, either zero times, two times, one time, whatever. They go through what he does. I mean, the way he plays ultimately dictates the game. We all know that, but it goes a long way um, when you're not turning the ball over. Uh, Ian coming in. Been watching y'all for years. Love y'all. Go Bills and kind of feeling a blowout. In and out. I mean, I love the way you ended that. Kind of feeling a blow oh. Ian. Much love, brother. Thanks so much for Man, watching yeah. for all these years. Yeah, and uh, shout out, Ian. I love the prediction. I love it. I love how I love how just like Chili was with throwing that in. Like, yo, by the way, been watching y'all forever. Really do love you. And throwing by the love. way, kind of
5: feeling a blow Peace. Hey, you know, I what? love that. I, I think, uh, yeah, I love it too. I'm down with Ian. Uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling some good. Some good vibes. Some good juju here because. Oh, no. Ian just happened it just happens to be the, the na- uh, my boyfriend's name. I mean, not my boyfriend's name. Yeah, Paul's. Oh, my my boyfriend's name. <laughs> going to say the wife now ref. No way.
2: Pause. My
5: daughter's boyfriend's name is Ian. <laughs> yo, yo, Pierre's gonna clip that man because we. <laughs>
3: Oh, <laughs> that's a married man with children exposing himself <laughs> kids, really. on the smoke break <laughs> on a Thursday night. <laughs> that can only mean one thing. Rev as a different. He's got. A, he's living a double life. Oh, that's amazing. So your oh man, your Yo. your daughters
5: Yo. your daughter's boyfriend I, daughter, name is. is that what you are saying? My daughter's boyfriend's name is Eve. Good Yeah, oh. that's what I meant to say.
3: All right, so you're getting good vibes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, oh, I'm getting good vibes. That's what I'm trying to say. Ah <laughs> oh. man, I hope the wife's in bed, Rob. I don't I don't want you, I don't want you to get in any trouble. I don't want I don't want you, to, you know, I don't want you to, with that Freudian slip there. You know what oh. I mean? Oh, oh man, this is an interesting yeah, one. LK coming in, a Chiefs fan. Welcome in. There we go. Chiefs Kingdom and LK, and he's giving us an X Factor for his Chiefs. LK saying Chiefs fan here and an X factor I see for KC is McCole Harden. It's a great choice. A guy I felt last week in that Miami game had some opportunities and they did not pan out. A couple of deep balls going McCall Hardman's way did not wind up catching it. I think he finished with. What? 44 or nine yards, something like that. McCole Hardman last week. Uh, LK says he'll get more looks this game. He's back fully from injury. Uh, and the trade and the Pats tr- uh they trust him. I see deep shots and jet sweep coming Sunday. I could see that as well. It's a great—it's a great choice because you could tell last week they tried to get him involved in the deep game. Didn't work out the way they wanted to, but you don't know how much the elements had to factor in that. But uh, could be a uh, could be something to look out for. Uh, and appreciate you pointing out, pointing that out, okay? Because as we know, the Chiefs can use help anywhere they can get it right now in the wide receiver department. Uh, you, you know. It, they've they've really had
4: increased input from um
3: right why why am i blanking on the name um
5: Come on, rice Rasheed rice
3: yeah why, why, why i wanted to say, why did i want to oh, yeah. say uh i wanted to say jerry rice got more oh, yeah, he's not really? there yeah uh, no I, I don't know why yeah, no, i couldn't think of Hershey rice yeah he's been you know inputs but increasing significantly and last week probably his best game all year uh but definitely could use some help the chiefs uh in the wide receiver department so maybe it's Hardman we see get more involved on sunday gp coming in mcdaniels is streaming his dungeons and dragons match on twitch right now uh gp (laughs) called a couple weeks ago it was hilarious so he he said uh, something. He said something similar to this, but he said D and D, and it didn't hit me what that was in the moment. And then it did hit me like 15 seconds later, and I started dying. Uh, but yeah, no, McDaniel's is at home, cooped up, and he's streaming. Uh, he's streaming a little Dungeons and Dragons because um, it's over. It's too Uva uh, over. over in Miami. God, they went out sad. They went out sad, man. do you imagine? Look at me, the how Bills they have had that. some shit years, Rev. I mean, they've had some shit years. I'd much rather go seven and nine, nine and seven, and just be mediocre than mm. fan out with a three-game division lead, blow it in five games, and then not even show up in the wild card. That was an all-time debacle.
5: And they were talking so much. Oh, my
3: God. Dude, I I don't say this about any other fan base. I don't.
5: I don't know what
3: it is about those people. It is insufferable. And I've never seen
4: more delusion in my life.
3: Yeah. Even right after they lost, the immediate shift was either justifying to his play. Yeah. Which. If, I've said it a thousand
4: times this week, this exact same statement, because there's
3: there's, like, there's no other way to paint the picture. If Tyreek Hill doesn't come back on a 10-yard underthrown deep route from, from Tua,
2: mm-hmm. he
3: finishes that game with like 150 yards and a pick, and they don't score at all. If it wasn't for Tyreek making a great play, balling two out, they don't even score in Awful. that game. Awful. Everyone's talking yeah. today about how yeah. the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles were the greatest collapse of the year, maybe we, we ever, knew. and I get it. Right, Rev? I get it because they were in the Super Bowl last year. They start ten and one. I mean, that was as bad of a collapse yeah. as you'll see too. Right, but I I, I don't know. I think it, yeah. I think it pales in comparison a bit to what these Dolphins just found a way to pull off. I've never seen. Blowing a a, a division yeah. lead like that in that amount of games, and when you factor in the game that they blew against the Titans as well, the whole thing is is truly historic. What they just what they just found a way to pull off
5: major debacle. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, major debacle. Or I mean, the Eagles are on the on the verge of losing Sion too, probably. I think, but but yeah, yeah, the, oh the, the God, Dolphins I, oh I fired him that night. Three, three, I, three I, game
3: division. I for the life of me cannot understand how the Cowboys retained, um. Like uh, McCarthy, I, I, it makes no sense to me. Uh, it, it is incredible the willingness to continue to. to you're just continuing to re-enroll re-en- yourself into the same outcome every year. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Jerry Jones's inability to look past his own biases, his own. Uh, desire to man the ship, I don't know what the hell it is but you currently are probably witnessing maybe the greatest head coaching cycle in the history of the sport right now. I mean, in this current moment, I got Jim Harbaugh fresh off a national championship. Mm -hmm. He's won everywhere. He's ever been, Been one of the better coaches in my lifetime from a family tree of unbelievable coaching. Yeah. I got the greatest coach in the history of the sport on the market soon to be off the market. Heading down to Atlanta. Atlanta. God, that is going to be weird. Holy hell, that's going to be weird. Is that like but in the? Is that in the bag now? Is that? Uh, it's like it's like approaching the finish line. Yeah, that's so crazy. crazy. Atlanta, but man. They're young and talented. They get a quarterback in there to flip out Ritter with. Uh, Ritter with. They could be something, Atlanta, especially mm. because the NFC is super weak. So we'll see. But you have yeah. him on the market. Or you did at least. But he, he's he's there nonetheless. Pete Carroll. Like Vrabel, looks yep. like Mike Tomlin might want to change a scenery or something. Who knows? Walks off the podium the other day when asked about his contract, shaky if, there. If
5: Tomlin, if Tomlin comes loose. He's he's getting snatched up like that,
3: dude. If Tomlin comes loose, I mean, it's already been one of the craziest uh, rotations of power I've ever seen, and when you add in the fa- uh, the factor of Nick Saban retiring as well, um, yeah. really one of the craziest weeks of sports or of football in my lifetime because you're watching all time Mount Rushmore type guys like either hang it up or leave the place that they solidified that status at. It's crazy. But what I'm getting at is you have all of that available to you, not to mention the guys that are looking for their first cracks, like Ben Johnson or Eric B whatever. And you're just going to roll again with Mike McCarthy. You you had a, a 16 game home winning streak. You couldn't lose at home basically in two years. And then as soon as you get to the playoffs against a first year starter in his first playoff game ever, and you go down 27
5: to nothing like that, Is, do you blame McCarthy or do you blame Quinn? Well, I blame I mean, a variety of things. Dan
3: Quinn for one, if you want to talk about another guy that was supposed to be on the, on the head coaching cycle here. He, that, he uh, lost sorry, pal. sorry, pal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You literally had to do everything but that to probably because Seattle apparently was very interested. I still think he just interviewed somewhere today. He did interview somewhere today. It wasn't with Seattle. It was with somebody else. But he did interview today. But uh, good luck selling the fan base on the guy that just allowed 48 points to a first year starter in in a playoff game. When you when you haven't. Dude, I saw a graphic earlier. The Jets have the longest playoff appearance drought in the NFL, and they have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys since 2000. They haven't made the playoffs, Rev, since 2010, the Jets, mm. and the Jets have more playoff wins than the Cowboys in that That's time. That's terrible.
1: That's
3: it's terrible. Pathetic. And yeah. they have a team that we see throughout the season possess the ability to destroy you. But at the same time, I don't know what it is. They are shockingly similar to the Miami Dolphins to me. It is, yeah. right down to the quarterback. Yeah, I, Dak yeah, is right yes yeah, quarterback. To me, Dak is a right-handed Tua. Absolutely, they're like an identical player to me. I like Dak. I think Dak's better because I think he's a bigger. He's a bigger version of Tua. One of Tua's yeah. other liabilities is the fact he's one of the smaller quarterbacks in the league.
0: Yeah, I would he, take he, Dak any day.
3: But the similarities are the same in the, in the sense that when the moments are big and the lights are the brightest, those two are nowhere to be found. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, it's on Dan Quinn. It's on McCarthy. It's on Dak to some degree. You have a team that was averaging 40 points at home and you fall down 27 to nothing against a team that lost to the New York giants two weeks ago. So I don't get it. I don't understand what the hell they're doing in Dallas, but you know, if you're in the this is how I always like to like, like to look at things, and you can we often talk about this when it comes down to the way games are coached. Like if I if I'm looking at a play, Rev, say it's uh say it's fourth and one in the in the game this coming weekend, and the Chiefs are on the Bills 45, and Andy Reid sends the punt team out. As a Bills yeah. fan, you're stoked about that, right? Yeah, that they're yeah. not going for it. I equate that to this situation with the coaching. If you're an NFC fan today, anybody other than the Cowboys. Yep. You excited that they're retaining Mike yeah. McCarthy? I am. Absolutely. How do you not have the self awareness yeah. in the organization to understand that it's the same thing in Miami? Anybody in Buffalo is signing the contract for Tua if he slid over a max That's deal right. or an extension. How do you right not now. know that in the building? I don't understand it. it. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. And Sirianni, another example. Not only is he completely oh, fizzled out in that locker room, clearly. Lost the locker room, no trust at all. Ten and one to barely making the playoffs, first round exit. You know, Brad, if they would have lost that overtime game to the Bills, it was very likely they might not even have made the playoffs. That's how mm-hmm. bad they finished that season. Ten and one. Yeah. Yep. On top of that, for Sirianni, boy, he is an unlikable guy. He, he is an he extraordinary is so unlikable man, guy. Me I think he's just a the bad shit dude, after the, just, yeah, yeah. The shit talking after the Chiefs game. The doing the this thing in the camera. I, yeah. I
5: see it all the time. Flipping, off, flipping off a, a riff right. and, and yeah, and Hertz has all to put teams, his arm. Yeah.
3: And we talked about it before. Like, I like to think about it like this. Could I see McDermott doing that? No. no. And if he did do that, how would I feel? Bad. He's got yeah. like a highlight reel tape of stupid shit that he's done, yeah, either during yeah. the game or after the game or whatever. And it's just not what you want from a head coach. When you see the Dan Campbell's of the world, the Vrabels, the Mike Tomlins, the McDermott's right. And then you see that it's why at times it's tough. And and I got to tell you, I I don't know how to view it. If I'm a dolphins fan or in the organization or whatever, I'd have some serious questions about Mike McDaniel as well, Mm -hmm. because it seems like in these games that, Unbelievable high-flying iteration of uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense gets out-coached nearly every time. Yeah. Um, now, do I think he's f- severely limited with the man executing the the offense on the field? I do. That's why I give him a bit more of a pass. But I watch that Hard Knocks rev. That man is not a motivator. Uh, you got a you got no. a room of hundred of the most alpha men you'll ever find he's on the nerd, planet, man.
0: and then that. Nerd.
3: It doesn't yeah. add up. These these odd iterations of coaches, and I firmly believe Nick Sirianni's in that basket. It, it usually doesn't work out for a long period yeah. of time, and there's a reason why.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's a nerd, and and I give him credit for what he knows offensively. But you just when, he, when no you when in front of guys, it's like like I know if I was a player, I, he he wouldn't do anything for me. And in fact, I'd be like, you know, this guy needs to shut up. Just be quiet. I, I can I can do it myself. I don't need your motivation or your lack of motivation, whatever. But it's it's bad, and and I think I mean it also goes back down to their, their system. Like it's almost like you look at you look at Shanahan. It's like, what, do you really need what kind of a quarterback do you really need to run that kind of system? You know. But I mean, even the Dolphins, they they have these incredible weapons. I mean, they have Tyreek Kill, Jalen Waddle, Mosher, A. Chan. You know what I'm saying? Like like they have that. You know, and so it, they put so much on their system and and on the elite talent. You know. Um, outside of the quarterback, it's like I mean, it it, it is what it is. I mean that they've kind of. When's the last time that a a a, Ken, a a Shanahan type of offense has really had that elite level quarterback? I mean, I, I don't I don't remember. I mean, you know, may, maybe maybe uh, maybe I'm I'm, I'm pooping the bed. Oh, he's but never, I mean, even he's cousins, never even had one. He's never even had Shanahan. Did he even have it in Washington? I mean, yeah, Oh, that's what I'm saying. yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Back in Washington, it's I mean, true. That, that's probably about it. I think when he was an OC in, in Washington, I think, but
3: I don't know. Yeah. I just cannot what you want. And it's not, and it's back to the Miami thing. It's no fault of his own. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago on my show talking about to, because he doesn't really do a whole lot to make you not like him. The reason I don't, it's not his fault. It's what everybody says about him that they cram down my throat that I have yeah. to then take into consideration every time he's brought up. Or I watch him. When I'm being told that that guy is a top five to ten, I mean, maybe you could argue the ten on a good day. Fine. I mean, th- depending on when you look at the quarterback landscape make- this year with the injuries, yeah. I'll let you maybe make that argument. But when I'm being told top five and MVP, and I'm hearing that, that on a week in week out it, basis, I'm yeah. I mean, it is it is peak stupidity. It is. Yeah line delusion and then even when you watch him do exactly what you knew he was gonna do again Mm -hmm. and again and again i still hop online and there's i mean he god bless him he's got an (laughs) army of people that are willing to to carry his water for him and i don't know why how makes no sense to me if i'm a dolphins fan i'm screaming from the rooftops we got a a jillion playmakers on this team. And the one X factor that determines how far all of those pieces go is holding us back. And we're going to consider extending on that. I always hated this argument. Well, who else is out there? What are we going to replace him with? Well, it's kind of like being, it's kind of like having a crap job that you hate. Right. And you just say to your wife, well, what other jobs are out there? I just have to work this job. Have you looked? Have you considered the possibilities? Have you, have you considered taking a risk? Have you considered that the more complacent you are, the more likely you are to fail? Have you considered that in this league, you got to get lucky. Have you considered in this league, you got to take a gamble in order to find a way to, to rebuild a team in order to add assets to a team that are difference makers, who else is out there? I don't know, but it's better than that. I I, I I don't I don't think that people realize that that team would be a fringe playoff team with the majority of quarter like if Jake Browning played for that team every week the backup quarterback for the for the Bengals yeah he came in yeah. And He played pretty damn well for Cincinnati yeah if he came yeah. in and he played the schedule Miami played this year Rev and he went up against the Panthers and he puts you know a Broncos team earlier in the year who couldn't stop a nosebleed uh I think the Dolphins probably still have some success. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's incredible how these organizations will warp their mindset surrounding, uh, around where a player is picked and, and, um, and who drafted him. Like if we drafted him, we got exactly. That's enough.
5: Yeah, man, man, it is what it is.
3: (laughs) Um, it is the contract Miami. I I was just going to say, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I'm all for it. I just can't understand. The reason I bitch about it so much is because I, I, like I said, I go online and I'm like, how do these people think like this? How would you watch Josh Allen the other day? He hates it. Well, TD, at least TD, it depends on where you're watching him. If he's, if he's on his (laughs) own channel, he's going to shoot you straight. But if he's got me or Dan on the show, he's going to do the complete opposite, but he knows. And all the, and all these people who really know, they know. But it's these other, like, rant. I don't even know who these people mm-hmm. are. It's just the mm-hmm. algorithm throwing it in my face. But um, what I can't for the life of me understand, and some of these people seem like they're somewhat smart because they have, you know, they, they, they look into it, they find numbers and stuff or whatever. I don't care about your numbers, though. You watch Josh Allen mm-hmm. the other night, and within w- the course of one game, you get a 35-yard dime on the money in the wind Could not be better thrown at Duncan K touchdown. You get a third and nine conversion late in the game when you needed it, heading out of bounds, under pressure from two guys off your back foot running, completion to Stephon Diggs. Across the field. Yep. You get 52 yards on a single run for a touchdown score. Maybe one, two guys in the league can do that. Lamar Jackson, maybe Justin Fields, does that as well. So you're watching all that. You then understand that. Not only is, is that 11-2 and two against us, has robbed four division titles from us in the last four years, but will continue to do so. Yet, the guy that we have that clearly doesn't hold a hat to this guy <laughs> should be extended in order to try to get that
5: job yeah, done? I, I'd love to contract, hear the I don't get it. But do until, it until, you, until you get one of those guys. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. It it, it doesn't make any sense Gosh. to me. I, I wouldn't do it, man. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, golly, I, I would just keep finding, finding somebody and finding somebody or making sure tra- I, I don't care because until you find a guy who can beat our guy, you know, it it, it doesn't make any difference. It's it's almost kind of like like it reminds me of of when the giants, you know, felt desperate. Yes, and the they, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Like, Are you serious?
3: You paid Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones would be successful in Miami. Don't tell me he wouldn't be. He would have been, he, he, he made the playoffs and actually won a playoff game, something two hasn't done. Won a playoff game with a much worse offensive roster. But it was the worst playoff win the Giants had in NFL history because that yeah. singular win against the Vikings was the sole reason they re signed him. And now yep, they're exactly. absolutely screwed. They're screwed. Because they don't know what they're going to do with Saquon. They got nothing surrounding uh, Daniel Jones. Not only did you pay him, but he's hurt. And now you are now you got a top draft pick, and you don't even know what you're going to be able to do with it because you're going to have to justify the fact you just paid the guy. Why would you not at the very – I,
5: I, I felt so bad for Joe I'm Shane. Lamar like, Jackson's what about doing? to win
3: his second doing? MVP, Rev. Lamar Jackson's about to win his second MVP. Baltimore Ravens took the fifth-year option on him. You're telling yep. me you don't have the balls to tell Tua that he's going to take a fifth-year option or Daniel Jones? Are you shitting me? Two-time right. MVP with your right. option? You're not going right. to offer it up to the other two? Are you
5: dicking me? Are you got to be <laughs> shitting me? I can't they even
0: wrap I was
5: like, I was, looking at, I was looking at Joe Shane. I was like, Joe, you just got worked, man. I thought you came from the school of Brandon Bean. You got worked on that. There's no way Listen, in the heck I would have done that. None.
3: I can't. I can't believe. That the reason they do it is based on the play. It can't be Rev. They're not dumb enough to get to that job in that league without knowing who's good and who isn't. It has yep. to be it has to be completely predicated on pride and the inability to admit you are wrong. That's why I, I give all the credit yep. in the world to the Arizona Cardinals a handful of years ago. You draft you draft Josh Rose and you're like nope, and immediately the next year draft Kyle Wait. Murray. Like all the Wait. credit in the world, yeah, all the yep. credit in the world. Move the hell on, move the hell on, and yeah. I, I don't know the Lamar Jackson.
5: Yeah, we're likely going to see the same thing with, with the Bears with with Justin Fields. They're, they're probably going to draft Caleb Williams and send Justin Fields back. In. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so it it, it can be done if you want to, but <laughs> to hold on to those guys it, it really makes no sense at all and then you oh. think like going back i don't even know why we're talking about it but you go like the giants and daniel jones, like they have no ties there's no tie to that guy you've new regime one goes in game. there and he drafted yeah. and he won a playoff game so it's like oh bam bam here you go well hold on well joe shane and then came back but that was daniel jones wasn't their guy he was already there they inherited Daniel
3: Jones. Oh, I oh the, the, the GM didn't have a tie, you're saying. Oh, I yeah, see. What you're saying.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. They inherited him. Well that's so the that interesting
3: Mike McDaniel doesn't have a tie. Yeah. Because he was drafted before McDaniel got hired. No. Well, dang, it makes it makes me wonder who was right and who was wrong. I think the GM wasn't around either for Miami when they drafted Tua. Am I right? I might be right. Yeah, I think you're right.
5: Uh correct me I if I'm wrong. I think that they but, but Brian uh,
3: Flores, they canned Brian Flores Brian and then Flores. he sued and he sued, and they don't want to. My guess is they don't want to say, "Up, oh, he was right." Remember, he was, he was right. benched
0: to right. every other
3: try for Ryan Fitzpatrick
5: for like he weeks on of- Yeah, yes, it wasn't word on the street. Was that, 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 that he wanted them to draft uh, uh, Herbert, and they and they selected no, they selected. no
3: yes. the quarterback that's a foot taller with a much stronger arm and much more athletic. They
5: wanted to draft <laughs> him
3: instead. No, yeah, I think that's what Fordy was. How, how dare he bring yeah. that up? Meeting room. Oh, man. They pitched before the Chargers and yeah. still passed on him. Yeah. Still. <laughs> I. Like,
0: man, you're stupid.
3: That's why uh, I give the, the Bears credit. I think Justin Fields has gotten a bad deal because the Bears, they just have sucked around him. But you notice yeah. as the year went on a little bit this year, they started to get a little bit better and a little bit better. But the reason you have to move on is because you reset that rookie wage clock. That means a ton when you're trying to yeah. rebuild a team. If I can get the number one overall quarterback in the draft and pay him next to nothing for five years and build around it, I'm signing up for that before I double down on a guy that I'm not entirely certain on. And the Miami Dolphins could do something similar. Now, granted, you don't, you're not picking as high, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a really tough spot to be in. Like you mentioned earlier, the Giants' situation is very similar in my opinion, you think they would learn a thing or two from there, but I, I don't foresee it. I, I would almost guarantee Rev that they, at some point, whether this offseason or next, pay him money. How much? I don't know, but I very, very, I'm very, very confident that they retain yeah. him for a future. I, do I just yeah, I don't do see it. him. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Um, Rich from Agio, again. Bills win by thirteen. Oh, the irony! This guy, Rich, this guy with the jokes. <laughs> You want to know what would be the ultimate irony, Rev? Mm-hmm. There hasn't been an overtime playoff game since the 13-second game. And as we all know, or maybe you forgot, you maybe you don't know. Oh, The oh, overtime the playoff rules have changed. You can go down yeah. and score a touchdown now, and it doesn't end the ballgame. Wouldn't that be the ultimate irony? Wouldn't that be the cherry oh, on dude. top ref, oh, of mean, me dude. just wanting to jump off a bridge if the Bills take Kansas City to overtime, go down the field, opening drive, score, Chiefs match, and then they end up winning the game. Wouldn't that just be the most
4: poetic bullshit you've ever heard?
5: Sean Hawk would want that to happen.
3: You know, there's part of me that wants <laughs> to bet that this game goes to overtime uh, uh, on BetUS because you can bet on that. And I does that not just seem like something that could happen? Does that not just seem like it's, that's in the
5: cards? has to be part of the script. You have that, you know. right? overtime so yeah. match, rematch, and, and Sean McDermott, Josh Allen are winless in overtime.
4: Zach of so all trades. Just, you know who the...
5: Just, the time. No.
3: I know. I know. Zach of all trades. You know who the worst Florida team is this year? Jacksonville. Yeah, that was a crazy end of the year for them. I don't know what the hell happened. When they, were beating, when they beat the Bills in London and around that time period, about a quarter way through the year, they looked like one of the better teams in the AFC. Then they just died. The amount of teams this year that just died, like uh, 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 not even a slow, drizzled out, painful death, like a rapid death. The Jags, the Eagles, the Dolphins. I, I
4: don't know. But that's an interesting point. Um, I don't know. I think Jacksonville had a couple wins over winning
3: teams this year, though. I believe. Mm -hmm. And I I still think Jacksonville is probably better than Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay, 9 and 8 getting in. But you know what? Maybe not. Because shout out to Baker Mayfield whipping that Philly ass last week. That was impressive. I don't care how bad Philly is. Baker, good for him. Good for him, man. I loved it. Um, Miles coming in. Hey, what would you fellas do if the bill? <laughs> Jeez. Come
4: oh. on, Miles. Come oh, on. About that. <laughs> I mean, what? Jeez.
3: What?
4: <laughs> what would I do?
3: I, I don't, I don't
0: know. I won't be, li- I won't
3: be alive to tell you what I do. Miles, seconds. I'll be long gone. I will exactly. be women with the fishes, as they like to say. I will not survive another 13 seconds. Miles says, hey. What would you fellas do if the Bills lost in another 13 seconds? Also, is Josh (laughs) Allen in the last year of his prime? Thanks, love the channel. Much love to you, Miles. I mean, that's a question I never thought I had to think about. The fact that I'm thinking about it now is making Mm -hmm. me sick. Now you're starting to make me think that that might happen. Could very well see that happening.
4: What would I do? Um I think I'd have to quit. And when I say quit, I mean, I think I'd have to
3: quit this current life I'm living. I'd have to just change my entire lifestyle. Change my hairstyle. Get rid of the beard. Wear exotic clothes. I'm talking like a total personality switch. Because clearly this one won't be working out for me. If that happens to me again. Clearly this ain't working out for me. It's time for a switch. I'm going I'll Freaky be- Friday out if that happens to me, Rev.
4: <laughs> you know you, uh, can you imagine this this after that, after that. <laughs> i mean wasn't once enough wasn't once cruel enough i
3: still haven't recovered from that
5: oh man i, I don't think about it so I, I think we should move on and, and then he and then he, go, and then he doubles down by saying you know is josh in the last year his prime no. No. no.
4: no. 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 You could actually they say the up. prime
3: uh, is getting a little more seasoned. I mean, we got go. four consecutive years of 40-plus touchdowns. Never happened in NFL history. Until that, whenever that comes to an end, maybe we can start talking. But hell no. Love the question, though, because now you got me. I don't know. Now you got, you got man, me. So it's going to be depressing. But it's all right, because I don't foresee it happening.
4: Um, what else we got on here?
3: Anything else? I think we're all caught up. Um, Rev, wow. Two and a half in the books. That's impressive. Before we wrap up shop,
4: Rev, one last take on Sunday. What happens? How does it happen? Talk to me.
5: The, the stakes can be higher. The, the stage can be set any better. The table was set before us. Um, the Bills have to get this thing. It, there is no if ands, or buts about it. You have the Chiefs finally in your own backyard at home High Mark Stadium. We get a, 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 a Chiefs team that's vulnerable, as vulnerable as they will ever be um, under, under Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. On the road, um, you have to handle business and, and, and get this job done and move that much closer to your ultimate goal, which is a Super Bowl. Um, and so, yeah, th- that that's really what it, what it boils down to. I mean, we can we can talk about matchups and and this and that and what needs to happen. Just win the game. The doggo game. Nobody's going to care what it, what it looks like or how they win. Just win the game and get that monkey off of you. As those demons and move
4: on. That's it, man.
3: I love it. I couldn't agree more. I I could give a rat's ass how they win this game. They could win this game 3-0 for all I care. They could win it 2-0. I'd actually like that. That yeah. would have to be Scorigami. 2-0 would have to be Scorigami.
0: Um, <laughs>
3: no. um, so, I've alluded to it all night. I think it's a lower-scoring ball game than many might think just because it's Mahomes and Allen. These two defenses are stout. Two of the best defenses in the league when it comes to points per game. And they're two defenses that I think are going to give two of the best quarterbacks in the league as tough of a ride as they'll face really against any team. We saw that unfold early December when these two went off against each other. 20 to 17 was the final in that one. Mahomes played pretty mediocre in that game. Allen played the exact same way, pretty mediocre in that game. Um, I would expect to see a bit more fire out of both these quarterbacks. Like I mentioned earlier, both of those QBs in that game had a sub-75 rating. I think we see better play from them, but I don't think it's going to be like a 300-plus-yard 3-TD performance from either of these guys. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to try to get Pacheco involved. I know for a fact the Bills are going to try to get James Cook involved. I hope it works early and often, and if it does, I hope they continue to go back to it. I like the Bills' ability defensively to um, to get after Mahomes. It might not sack him all game long, but you're putting pressure on him. And with receivers all year long who have not been able to hold their weight, the, long, the less time you give Mahomes to decide where he's going to go with it, the more chance that something's going to get disrupted downfield. It's been happening all year long to the Chiefs. Um, I think the Bills' offensive line certainly has the capability of withstanding a stout pass rush from the Chiefs, but it needs to be better than it was the last time if they don't want this game coming down to the last minute. The less Josh Allen's under pressure, the less he's sacked, obviously benefit to the Bills. The key to me in this game, though, I do think is the Bills' ability to have a better performance on the ground than the Chiefs. I think that goes a long way in maintaining possession, and this game just feels like it's going to be a battle of Possession time because I don't foresee this game getting into the thirties for either team, the lower scoring it is the more valuable time of possession is. And if the bills can take advantage of a weak rush defense, this chiefs D is good at pretty much everything, especially in the main categories, yards per game points per game. They are not good against the rush. The bills can find a way to exploit that. And they did find a way the last time, if they can build on that, I like the Buffalo bills chances, but above anything else, I think these two teams are pretty equal in a, in the majority of, of, of factors. If you look at the numbers, they're pretty much going to tell you that points per game. The bills offense has an edge. The chiefs defense has an edge. They're pretty much split right down the middle in a lot of categories, but I think the bills throughout the year have showed their ability to be more dominant than the chiefs have. I also think the Bills have come into this playoff with much more momentum, and I think that that means something. The Chiefs, mm-hmm. all year long, were kind of stumbling around from game to game, and that did not come to an end at any time, including the end of the year. Right before these playoffs kicked off, we go back to that Raiders game on Christmas Day. So the Bills have been playing a, a playoffs style of football for a month and a half, and I think that that matters. The other thing you have to factor into, of course, is that this game is in Buffalo. And I think that that truly does mean something. How much it means, I don't think you'll ever be able to entirely know, but I certainly know it means something. And it's a differentiating factor compared to the other two times these teams have squared off in the playoffs. And I can't help but think that it's certainly going to be an advantage for these Bills that they've been missing. So for all those reasons, I think the Bills have a slight edge in this one. I know Rev said earlier he could foresee a blowout. Even if the Bills had the capability in the game to do it, I just don't think they're going to be able to grasp it. It's just not who they are in these moments. I just don't see it. There's no way, in my opinion, this game does not come down to a nail-biter, a sweat-fest, mm-hmm. uh, oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack-type game. But hopefully, and in my opinion, the way it goes, an instant classic this time around goes to the Buffalo Bills. 23-20, Bills win, and uh, mm-hmm. move on to the, 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 the AFC Championship. Speaking of the championship weekend, Rev, One more thing before we uh, oh, yeah. we round out here. Give me your winners for the uh, the other three games this weekend. How do you see the uh, championship games uh, panning out? Who do you what do you see the matchups mm. being next week?
0: Go to the Super Bowl.
5: Um. All right. So I actually like I, I like the C.J. Stroud led Texans, man. I I think I like them on me an too. upset. I know. Um, I know something about that team, man, and, and that Stroud is special. I don't know what it is, but that, that kid is special. Maybe, you know, it. it his luck runs out against a, a, a tough Baltimore Ravens team, but maybe the Ravens, you know, with the week, you know, uh, off, they come out sluggish and they get surprised by, by C.J. Stroud. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Texans with the upset because I'm setting up for a Buffalo Bills-Houston Texans AFC Championship game in Buffalo. Um, then if you look at the NFC side um, – I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Niners. I think the Niners are gonna handle business at home um against the Packers. And then I like um the Lions over the over the the Bucks.
3: Yep. I got the exact same outcomes. Got the exact same outcomes. I don't know. I don't know why I would bet against the Ravens, who have been the best team in the league, who have the MVP, who have shown at times they can murder the best teams in the league. And they've done that mm-hmm. this year multiple times. I don't know what it is. There is something freakish going on in Houston, and I can't explain it. I yeah. wouldn't have been shocked last week if they won. 45 points against that defense was shocking as hell. And they've won two playoff games now, Rev. That game against the Colts was a playoff game. It was winning in, losing home. Mm-hmm. Losing home. They're two right. straight yep. wins. I don't know. Marlon Humphrey's out for Baltimore and C.J. Stroud. He might throw one of the nicest deep balls.
5: Going oh man, right now. it's like Tyrod Taylor. It, it, it's it's
3: beautiful. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful. I love it. And, Something weird. And he and I'll in the box. say I, I'm going to take him to win. That's going to be my upset. There always seems to be at least one. But mm-hmm. the unlikely chance that they do win, I still see them keeping that game close. They might lose it. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't see how that, that game right now is at a nine and a half, ten point spread. I don't see it. I see really? Houston keeping that really? close. I definitely see Houston. Keeping yeah. That close. And then on the other side I of things, can't. I think Tampa can certainly score on Detroit. Would not shock me at all, actually, if Tampa beat Detroit. Detroit's pass defense is horrid. But mm-hmm. Tampa, it, it's weird. Last week, they had it going. They also could have scored twice the amount of points that they did. They kind of got stagnant. Um, I mean, that's a team that should have lost to Carolina a couple weeks ago, and I think they scored, like what, nine points in the game? Terrible. So the okay. bucks are real hot and cold. You never know. They could definitely give the, the the Detroit Lions a game, but Detroit's at home. They're the better team. I'm going to take Detroit to win that game. And then uh I'm dying to see Jordan Love in this environment with these Packers. They're similar to the Texans with to me yeah. right now. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden yeah. they're getting unreal quarterback play and they have nothing to lose and they're playing like it. Um but Going up against that San Fran D is a hell of a lot different than going up against that Dallas D. So completely different. I think it's gonna be a bit of a culture shock there, and I think I'm gonna take Houston yeah. or excuse me, San Fran to win it. Um, but I'll say this, Rev: Any upset this weekend would not stun me. The way things have been going, yeah, they wouldn't blow my yeah. mind.
5: I would, you know, I would agree. I can see it happening. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. I, I like the I like the Stroud over, over the Ravens. Um, love, if Love was able to go down there in San Fran and and stun the victory, oh, that would be, that would be nuts. well. Imagine two yeah. first-year you know starters
3: get uh to the championship oh, game. That, that would be, be
5: insane. That would be insane. I, I want to ask you this about before before you get ready to shut down. As far as, far sure. as the Bills, the Bills match up here. Um, uh, you know, because because you, you you a, a close game. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was your, what was your score? Was it 23-20? Twenty three
4: twenty. Twenty right.
5: three twenty. Yep. What if I told you that this game could, you know, it uh, could be a field goal game, the game of field goals? Oh, I know it. I know would it. You need, I don't know, man. Would you? Would you? Do you think? Would you still pick the Bills over there in, in, in the game of field? Harrison Bucker versus Ty? It came down to that. No. <laughs> Bucker Bunker is the better field goal <laughs> kicker. Not is
3: phenomenal, right? That's certainly yeah. a concern. I, it's
5: certainly a concern. I'm, 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 I'm going to play I'm gonna I'm gonna be goofy and be way out here. I'm gonna say it's a field goal game. But I, I'm gonna take uh, you, you said you said the the over under said what is it? I mean not the over under, but uh, is it 45? 45
3: and a half US. Yeah. 45 and a
5: half. All right. So uh, that's perfect. That's perfect. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and say this is a field goal game, right? And the Bills win at 27 18. 27 18, all field goals on both sides of the ball, and Tyler Bass sets the NFL single game field goal record with nine field goals in a game that was last, that was held by Rob Baronis in the Tennessee Titans uh, when he, he had eight in a game against the, against the, uh, uh, yeah, the Titans. They, they won 38 to 36. I can't remember who the, who they played against. I'm trying to pull. That's what you think is going to happen. So t- I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I'm, oh. I'm just, I'm just kind of trying, trying to be oh. goofy out there. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Just, just imagine if it's, a field goal game. if it's all field goals and it the Bills won by all, all field goals. 27, 27. Well, you know, like I said
3: earlier, two, nothing cool with me. I don't know. I, I, that would be nuts, but the chiefs did kick four field goals last week. They had 12 points come off of that. Um, I thought you were going to ask me like the difference between Bucker and, and, and Bass and Bucker, certainly the, the edge. Oh, Bucker, wait, for Casey. Yeah. He's been money all year long and he's, he's really always has been. Um, I don't know if the bad died uh, doc alluded to it a little bit earlier. The bad miss at the end could have been due to Sam Martin holding the ball weirdly because mm-hmm. he was hurt. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Because that was egregiously bad. Um, I've never seen a
5: miss one that bad before.
3: Ever. No. So I have to imagine there was something to do with it. There was something to do with it. But I don't know. T-Bass does concern me a little bit. I can't lie. Um, one last super chat before we wrap up. It's coming from Lucas. I wonder if Josh Allen, thinking about how satisfying it was to see Mahomes cry after that first L, yeah. do it again. Bills by a billion. Oh, man. He was put in a did. tough spot. He handled it with class. I'll give him that. He was, Allen man. just kind of yeah. like, you know? I don't know. He was say. Better pass pass. Yes. asking for Mahomes jersey after getting his ass kicked. you see that video?
5: Yeah. Come on, man. What the heck? You can't it's- be doing that. No man. I don't care if you're playing
3: wreck basketball down at the Y. You don't ask the guy after the game for his jersey if he just got bulldozed. Just I could your... not believe yeah. that was real. <laughs> Imagine no Tom way, Brady man. walking up to Peyton Manning after a hard fought AFC championship. And he goes, Hey Peyton, what do you what do you what do you say you give me that jersey after Peyton just <laughs> dropped 40 on his head and beat him by 20? I mean, come on.
5: Come on. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my God. No, look, Cam, Cam Newton in the Super Bowl against against the Broncos when they got destroyed. Oh, yeah. he, he goes up to pay, man. That game was over. Was... Yeah. I guess at that point, you might as <laughs> well. You might
3: as well. You know, I guess you made it that far. You got to go home with something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, plus, man, it's, terrible. yeah.
5: Did he do that? Did he do that, Newton? No, I'm just saying. I don't know if he did or not. But I'm saying it would be like that. It's just – Yeah. You can't do that. You
4: can't. It's just. At least not uh, on the field. (laughs) I don't want to sound like a dick, but isn't it kind of embarrassing?
5: (laughs) Is it not? I. You want you want the guys' jersey. Re- reach out to them in the locker room or afterwards. Hey man, can I get your jersey? Whatever, but don't don't, just, say don't be on the, on the field.
3: Yes, yeah. yes, I'm fine with that. I think it's cool they do it. There's some people who bitch about the fact that they do it. I like it. If I was a player, I'd love collecting all the different guys I play with. That'd be sweet. Not like that. If I Mm-mm. say the Bills go out this Sunday and the Chiefs just roll them, say it's fucking 40 to three. And I see Allen go up to Mahomes after and be, like, yo man, let me get that jersey. I'm done. I'm ripping everything off the wall. We're done here. Smoke break. Shut it down. It's over. I'm done. Because if I'm spending that amount of money, I am to go to this game to watch that, and and the result of it was you was you trying to get another another jersey on the wall.
5: I'm oh, calling man, it no. quits. Yeah, I can't be supporting that. I can't. I won't. No, no, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way you do it. It's
3: just what we were talking about earlier with, 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 with uh, Sirianni in there and stuff. It's like, could you see Alan doing that? No. Okay. Then good. Like that should be the yeah. standard. Can you see the top guy doing that? No. Okay. So if there are guys doing that red flag, red big flag, time. big time, like, you imagine, right? Imagine bills. It's like 50. It's like, AFC championship back in the 90s raiders bills i think the bills won that game 52 mm-hmm. to 3 or 0 right yeah say so that's what the chiefs do to the bills on sunday and i'm in the stands for this oh, and i'm i'm begging my dad to drive the car uh, into the into the <laughs> into the river on but he won't do it he won't yeah, i ended driving, into driving the, pit. the pit Full speed into the pit <laughs> and he won't do it And I got to just sit there and live with my thoughts. So I queue up Twitter. And the first thing that greets me is a post-game video of Allen and Mahomes at the 50-yard line. And Allen's got a big old grin on his face, and he goes, yo, Patty, what do you say you let me get that jersey? I'm grabbing the wheel from my dad, and we're going for a spin. We're done. And if we somehow make it out of that, this whole thing
2: over.
4: <laughs>
3: you heard it here first. We're done. <laughs> We're Dunzo. Speaking of Dunzo, we got to be done here. We're going on three hours. <laughs> Reps losing his mind. I'm just saying shit at this point. Caroline just got home, sweetheart. Oh, you oh, got your little bills?
0: What is this?
5: Yeah. What's up, okay,
3: Caroline?
5: This. Look at this.
3: I like it, subtle, subtle. Wait, you like that in a woman, Rev? Subtle. Oh man, I don't even know what that means. Oh. Um. Anyway, you got, you got me crying, man. That was great, wasn't it? I'm not kidding oh, either. Man. I know it might be funny, <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent dead serious. I know
5: so. you're telling the truth. Yeah.
3: No, I oh, mean man. I could
0: not be more
3: sincere. Oh, yeah. But anyway,
5: <laughs> let's
3: hope that doesn't happen. Um. Wow, yeah. Okay, so Bill's Chiefs Sunday. Can't wait for it. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. On your way out, hit that like, subscribe, bell. Also, do me a favor and click that link in the description for BetUS. Sign up and get that 125% (laughs) sign-up bonus and place that wager and enter the contest to get in on those free Super Bowl tickets through the giveaway. That's killer. So get in on that. Uh, Might do a show Saturday night. Uh, to recap, the two games we see Saturday, and I'll tell you this for a hundred percent fact: if the Texans yeah. win, you'll see me Saturday night. Because right, well, I'll be wait, wait, for just, the potential, Rav. Right? The potential. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go ahead champion. and schedule. All
5: oh, yeah, right. let's do it together. So, all
3: right, we'll yeah. we'll pretty much lock that in then, uh, unless something unforeseen happens. Uh, plan on seeing Rev and I Saturday night, and God knows what other stupid shit we'll talk about that night. But we'll certainly talk about ball as well. So. Uh, We'll see you there. But until then, thanks so much for tuning in tonight, as always. Looking forward to the game. Looking forward to talking again soon. And uh, until then, enjoy your Friday. And uh, go mother effing Bills. Go Bills. Peace! Come with me, it's